listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back on a Thursday afternoon episode of the Black Guy Who Tips. Yes, sir. And we're finally catching up with uh, This Week in Blackness. They're doing one show a week now. And uh, we're doing three, y'all. We're we going to get back up on them. I thought about that too. In I no said, time. Hey, we might surprise Elon and them. they taking breaks for vacations and regular life shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We still working hard. Yeah. They, we, they we got to you, Elon. Yeah, we coming for that. We coming for them digits, dog. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is uh, another Thursday afternoon edition after a hard day's work. Uh, I've been up since 4 in the morning. Karen's been up about since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're still going to give you our all, people. Because we don't have acid over here. Mm-mm. This morning I woke up and I didn't have any guests for the show. And I prayed. <laughs> I, I didn't get no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I just said. Word. I said, I ain't got nobody got time for all that. 
And I hit up my man Chris Lambert, the voice that you should be familiar with. Uh, maybe not singing, but you should at least be familiar with this man. He's been on the show multiple times. Comedian Chris Lambert. You can find his work at chrislambert.tumblr.com uh, or is it .com.tumblr, whatever. The link will be in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, you can check out Chris there. He also has a YouTube channel. You can check that out. Chris, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh man, no, no problem, man. We're just glad you can make it and glad we love you come to have back. You on, sir. I I love to be loved. I talk to Chris all the time through G Chat and stuff, so I, you know, I never know. Uh, I just I know he's always going up. He's always working as a comedian, always trying to get out there on stage. So I I really had no idea if he was gonna be able to make it today. I just randomly was like, "Hey, man, why don't you be on the show?" And he said he could make it. So, boom, we connected. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. I, I'm actually on vacation now, so I got a few days off and for the holiday season and everything so what? i'm glad to you know kick it off with you guys what do you do for the holidays chris you uh you go home because you're not originally from new jersey are you no no I, i'm from maryland right outside of dc uh pg county where are you you know what i'm saying young try to let <laughs> these diamonds know yeah. every time i come home you know i come with that realness young. yeah you know? they be trying to size new york man yeah man new, new york like they be them diamonds be trying to size everything like you know i'm from brooklyn i'm from brooklyn yo but i'm like i'm from merlin huh yeah you know, we laid back with it or whatever yeah you know? ja. Bamas, you know, Bamas, <laughs> be lunching or whatever. You know, y'all, y'all don't know about that son. So, right. Son, that's some New York. Uh, so, New York, my, my bad. Karen ain't been listening to Firestar long enough. So, um, <laughs> she's not ready for the big boys. Um, no, I'm not. Mm-mm. So, uh, Chris, man, like, is is Christmas one of those times where you look forward to spending time with your family? Or are you one of the people that reluctantly go home? Like, what what's 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 it like for you? I, it's it's cool like it's 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 all right for a few days like there's there's a honeymoon period when you go home and see your parents and you know I, any you know it's, it's all good like i like being around my parents um i talk to them on a regular basis so it's not like we don't know what's going on with each other and then but you know it's all good it's fine you know i'll keep it pc it's fine <laughs> Hey, so um, I guess I've never asked you about this. Like, how do your parents feel about you doing comedy and stuff like that? Do they are they all in supportive type oh, family? Yeah. Oh, or are they, they the parents that think comedy that ain't no real job, boy? <laughs> right, just don't quit your day job. You do whatever the fuck you want to in your hobby. I've, I've been actually been pretty lucky. Like they they they're they're supportive. Like I think they they they're starting to understand uh, more about show business than a lot of people like in their. Like a lot of my other family members, because mm-hmm. they, they, because I like really, I'm really open to them about it, like the stuff that I do, and I say, oh, I got this audition, the, the work of this club, and you know, and I got this. This is a big deal. I'm working with this guy, like you know, like they'll they understand. So, and they now they ask me, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm doing a show tonight. Oh, are you getting paid? Is it a paid spot? <laughs> are you making an income? Like, yeah. But I like how they raise the level so that there's still some room for disappointment. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it goes from like, oh, okay, you want to do comedy? I mean, as long as you don't quit the day job, that's cool. And then it's like, well, I'm getting up pretty regular. I'm doing pretty good. And it's like, well, are you getting paid for all these gigs? Because if you're not getting paid, then, I mean, I just want to know. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to disown it's, you. Yeah, I'm rooting for you, but I'm just saying if, you know, you should be getting paid. Yeah, they're really cool. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, like, they would come to all my plays and stuff. My, my dad, uh, 
my dad was really, you know, like he, like any kid, uh, you want to, you think you want to be an athlete and you want to be like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like Bo Jackson. So I was really excited when his 30 for 30 came up. And I remember like when I was a kid, like I had the Bo Jackson posters. I had a, my dad bought me this Raiders jacket, like a starter jacket. And he put, and he got Raiders like, uh, and like letters on the back. He got that in like, what do you call it? You, call, you don't call it engraved. You call it. Sewn uh, in on the back, embossed. Oh, sewn in, embroidered. Yeah, embroidered. Yeah, yeah. bingo. And, um, and that's why we have a woman on the show because that would have <laughs> taken me and Chris thirty-seven minutes. Yes, that's my thing. <laughs> it would be about six thirty. I'd be like, Embro- embroidered. Was it embroidered, man? Remember when you was talking about that? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I had that, and like, we used. To, I used to play football like in the schoolyard, and we used to run. I thought I was fast and everything. And then when I actually tried out and played, like, uh, organized football, they put me on the defensive line. So mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't as fast as those Jackson. Um, right. So now I tell jokes. And That's bars. not your fault, man. I saw when I saw the, uh, the the 30 for 30 with Bo Jackson, uh, my first thought was this dude would have made a hell of a slave. So it's not even <laughs> – like, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even feel bad about no, that, No, you know, and, and I don't. It, it was like he was – special a phenomenon right it's one of yeah. things where it's like it's the one of one in a million type of things he didn't even live weights like no that, that was crazy once i heard that he played nfl and mlb professionally and didn't lift weights i was like i gotta uh no that's yes. I, I could never have made it and they had like special rules in his contract so that he didn't go to preseason of NFL. Right. This nigga just, this nigga just did a little slight jog and went out there and ran. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, like, Bo, you ready, man? Uh, you watch, uh, what you watch, game film anything? He's like, nah, I stretched no, a little good. bit. I'm good. I just, I just made, made sure I won't pull, pull a hammy. I'm good. Yeah. I ran, but, ran a couple sprints. I'm, yeah, let's th- th- go. They was like, you, 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 you want to practice? Don't, we, we ain't got to do none of that. I just want to run. That's all I want to do is run. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. And a good dude, too. Like, they, That's they had that bow bike for Bama thing, like, a few months ago, like maybe like earlier this year, when he uh, biked around Alabama to raise money for the, the, the like I guess the tornado or hurricane that hit the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, am I losing you guys on this? No, no, I hear you. Are we listening? Oh to yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think he's a good dude, and and uh, it was really great to to watch that. And like he was one of the earlier people that just inspired me to want to like just do something you know and you said i'm I'm watching bo jackson makes me want to get on stage and sing (laughs) (laughs) well you know like he but see i I would say that he helped me like realize like that i wasn't good (laughs) (laughs) like i was good like i could have played football but like i wouldn't i wasn't going to be a running back right i probably was i had the ability the physical strength and size and all that to do it but my heart wasn't in it and mm-hmm. then i found something like that i was good at you know like and i found like i was getting respect by because when i was like i guess when i was about about 12 years old i was going to a like a predominantly black school in southeast dc southeast dc uh saint francis xavier and it was a catholic school predominantly black and and i my parents moved me to another school uh in closer to home and they had like it, it was more diverse and um and they moved me and the big thing at that school was to be in the musical like you you'd got to be in this if you were in the spring musical you got to go to bush garden in williamsburg that's and what i'm I, talking about 
Huh? I said that's what I'm talking about as a kid. That's like a dream come true, free trip. Field Hell trip? yeah! So like you, you got to go there on at the end of the year, and I'd never been, so I was like, I want to go to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, and I and I uh, got in the play, and like there was talk of me, like if you're a seventh grader and you're a new and you're a new student, you don't really get a speaking role, and mm. I I remember that. Uh, when I was there, like to audition, like you had to sing, you had to sing a song. And, uh, like most people were singing stuff from musicals or Disney. And I didn't know any Disney stuff. So I sung like a case, I sung Casey and JoJo. Like I sung. <laughs> <laughs> Did you walk up there and go, ooh, yeah. So wait, so that means the person before Chris is like singing in the rain, singing yeah. in the rain. And then you come on like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like it, I remember vividly because like you had to get in front of er- the whole everybody like set like fifth, sixth, seven, eighth graders, and you had to sing. And this one, and you couldn't laugh at anybody. And this one girl was like really into it. She sung like part of I think it was part of that world, part of your world, part of that world from Little Mermaid. Yes. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that goes like, look at this stuff. Yes. And she had like the little teddy bears of like flounder or whatever, and she was like really Aww. into the ship. Hilarious, and you couldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and so I remember when I got up there, I remember like I had this uh, Alabama Crimson Tide hat because like that's when they was like hot, like the football team, and yeah, I think like Derek Derek Lassick was like the I think he's a like, running back or cornerback, whatever. Uh, but that, I thought that that was cool. Like the college hats were really cool back then. So I get up there and I sung their like their cover of uh lately, the Stevie Wonder cover. You know, yeah. they they covered late Stevie Now Wonder. did they know that you were singing the the other version and not the Stevie Wonder version, that you were singing Casey and JoJo version? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because the hat comes into play because I had the hat on and and Joe wait, who was it? Uh, yeah, JoJo starts it off and JoJo always yes. wore the hat straight. Mm-hmm. And he would say, you know, like he would be like Maybe I have changed. Just feeling it, yes. And then he'll say, Casey saying it. And he would, and I, when I did that part, I turned my hat backwards and sung like Oh, oh, okay, okay. So you sang the two different styles on the same song. Yeah, because that, I didn't know, like, I didn't know, like, I just knew, like, because that was how they did it in the song. Yeah. Just did it like that was, you know, and, and the girls, like, the girls was feeling it and, like, I got a part, like I got a part, like they, I was originally going to be like, it was the king and I, and I was going to be like the lead girl's son, but then they gave it to somebody else and then they like made me like, uh, like the king, <laughs> the king's like servant, like the right hand man. Like, and I had a couple lines and it was cool. And then like my, that, and I got hooked after that. And in eighth grade, I'm getting to a point with this. In eighth grade, we just. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you good. So, so far, you have taught me. Yeah, we will cut you off yeah. when we are not interested. Okay. Trust yeah. us. No, so, okay. far, so far, you have taught me that KC and JoJo can get you some ass and get you a role in the play. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot uh, of brothers I, don't know that. Yeah. So, like, uh, eighth grade, um, we did The Sound of Music, and that was a big deal. Like, and that, that was, like, uh, I played the, I was, like, the second male lead. And I was like the family friend. Like I played a, uh, I played the dude that helped the Von Trapp get out of Germany to avoid Hitler. Like I helped them escape. And like I had like two or three songs 
And I remember, like, I was playing baseball. Like, I still was, like, playing sports and stuff. But I just remember how, like, it was, like, a predominantly white school. And my dad, he told me, like, all, like, the black parents were, like, really proud because, like, that was a, like, that was a big role. And, like, they were, like, really proud of me, like, the whole, like, the black family. And I was just like, wow, that was pretty cool. And then I remember, like, when I was playing baseball, (laughs) I would strike out. (laughs) And, like, one of the parents would be like, that's all right, Hollywood. It's all good, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Black parents, we'll support you. Hollywood Chris. Yes. That kind of stuck with me. And, like, I was like, well, maybe that's how I can, like, if I just keep pursuing that, like, maybe, like, I can get somewhere with that and just excel and just, like, be somebody that contributes in entertainment one day. So now, like where kind of my origin story? Now, what about like your um your extended family? Like, are they uh, all aware of of the stand up, and are they all you know pretty much mature about it? Or are you or do you go to Thanksgiving and somebody's like, make me laugh, nigga? You know, tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I mean, like, they, I guess they understand it, but, like, they'll always, sometimes people will talk about somebody that's more famous. Like, cause, oh, yeah, I do stand up. You know, Kevin Hart's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've never heard of him before. You ever met Eddie Murphy? He's yeah, real funny, like, boy. Know, have you heard of Tyler Perry, Chris? You should get up with him. Like, oh, no. I... <laughs> you should be in one of his movies. Yeah, like it's that, like it's that easy, and like I would want to, but <laughs> yes, but I, you know, but I, I, it's, I think they under, they have an under, they have an understanding, but my parents, like as long as they get it, like I don't really care what anybody else thinks, right? And like, and so like that, that kind of, they've been my rock in that, in that way. Like, there's, it's not like it's always been. Oh, we understand what you're doing, Chris, and. It was like, well, you know, and I actually earlier, this, like earlier this year, my dad had to like refocus me on something where I, I had a meeting like with this that could have like changed my life. And like mm-hmm. I turned it down and then he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, didn't this what you went to school for? And, right. and he, you know, and I was like, damn, you're right. And then I, w- I took the meeting. I didn't get it. It didn't right. turn out, you know, but it was just like, oh, yeah, maybe this is like I should you know, be going harder and just trying to pursue it. But I think with their support, like, I feel, I feel like, uh, empowered, empowered. Yeah. It empowers me. And you feel validated too, because a lot of people that are comedians, uh, we, we hear them like on other shows. A lot of them say they don't get that support. The family gave them a hard time. And you have some that say my family just embraced me. And you even have some that even once they start making it, unless they become like millionaires, their family are like, you ain't making no money. Like, yeah. why are you wasting your time? Like, I haven't seen you on TV. So yes. what exactly. you're doing does not exist to me yet. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's been like, I think it's been like a real like I think you guys probably understand like being in your your 30s like you kind of you get a little more confidence and you kind of find your footing even though it, it may not always be great but it's there's there's a little more assuredness and I feel like I feel a little more comfortable with who I am mm-hmm. and there's always always insecurities uh just being a human being but I just felt like since I've been doing comedy, it's kind of been like a renaissance with me. And, uh, and like, I, I feel like it changed my life and it's in, in, in positive. So if I, I'm not, I'm not going to cry, but, uh, no, it's okay. It's, a, it's, it's about Christmas. It's almost the holiday time. Um, 
Do you miss your, your family? You miss your folks? Go ahead and cry. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm all right. All but right. Like, anybody you know, died? Did anybody die that you won't be seeing this Christmas? Like grandparents, anybody? No, no. They've, mm. been, they've oh. been dead for a while. Damn and we, when, right. when that When people die, like that, when grandparents die, like that, that's when... That's when like stuff really gets bad. Like you people show their true colors, like your aunts and uncles. Oh yeah. Like, kind of stuff, and it's it's just like horrible. Yeah. And, and you can't really go back to that. And you can't go back to like when you were a kid, and you know everybody would be together, your grandparents, because they kind of hold the the whole family the, together. Yeah. yeah. Hold the family together. Mm-hmm. And it's, Go go ahead, Karen. I'm no, sorry. No, and I was gonna was was uh, telling Chris we somebody's family before. It's kind of like us in the podcast. It's like other people think what we do is more important than our family. They like we love them and they understand, but it's one of them things like y'all ain't got no radio show. Y'all ain't on one six and park. So <laughs> right, yeah. you know, you I'm not I'm not worried about you know coming on. You know until you know uh, you know a lot of our family ain't hip, so they don't know nothing about you know other stuff. So internet, what you mean internet? Yeah, so, um, Chris, man, now, last time we talked to you, you were, you were single. You weren't really dating anybody, I don't think, at the time. You still, you still single, man? You going back home to thanks, uh, to Christmas by, by yourself? Yeah, I'm still sad. And okay. <laughs> All right. Like, still eating those hungry man dinners got, for one. You got them jokes, not though. Hung, not hungry man, but Uh-oh. like. You moved you know, up? Like, I cook. I mean, I cook for my. That family. is right. That is right. You do cook. Uh, Chris does cook. Um, Shout out to in the bleachers. He cooks. Yeah, food. he asks me about stuff all the time, like recipes and what I did to whatever I yeah. made. Shout out to you, baby. You, you. I, I'm, I'm proud of Roger. He, he has been stepping his cooking game up. He inspires me in that way. Like you know, like, <laughs> that, that I want to. Tr- I'm going to try that lasagna dish you made. I'm oh gonna, yeah, that the pan. Excellent. I you up about that. No doubt, man. Skillet lasagna, man. It, yep. it was good. Got them no boiled noodles, yes, sir. It's all it's all light too. Like the skillet lasagna is all light ingredients, but um, I knew it was good because I ate some and I immediately wanted seconds and like I was eating. I then like I started having that panic attack part where I'm like, am I gonna have any for tomorrow? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really good. Like this, like it don't even matter. I'm planning meals out that I don't have yet. Like I was like, yeah, I, this shit needs to be here for lunch. This is going yes. For tomorrow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was good, man. And I, I, I know that it's good because if I post it on Twitter, nobody says anything. So that's oh. the only way to know these days. Apparently, yeah. if you post it on Twitter and a million people hit your timeline up, then it was bad that it didn't look right. Even but, if uh, it was good. If it was good, no, yeah, yeah, not tasting. I'm talking about how it looks. But if it looks good and you post it on Twitter, you'll know because one person might say, Oh, that looked all right, man. Well, yeah, you might get a handful of people. How'd you make that? That's pretty straight. Well, yeah. it's funny because like I, I was I follow Fonte on on Twitter from Little Brother, and, and he follows me back. No big deal. Yeah, he won't follow know. me back yet, but he no. did retweet me one time. No big deal. The rappers, no. you know. But you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you, player. But uh, he he tweeted something like a couple weeks ago. He said, "Oh, I made this uh, pepperoni omelet." And uh, I would show a picture, but I don't want y'all to clown me. And I, I message, I direct message, like, yo, I, what you, what you, how you do? You know, what you put on there? And I, he, he hit me up, and he was like, I just did, you know, a couple eggs and uh, like pro, some kind of, I forget the cheese, the monster cheese and pepperoni. Monster. And I did it. It tasted all right. You know, it was good. Mm. You know, I, you know, somebody needs to take one of those pictures of those like fucked up struggle plates. And put uh-huh. and put like seventeen hundred dollar bills next to it. 
like just all <laughs> next to the food like as garnish yeah like y'all can hate but i'm rich bitch i don't give a fuck so it's and it's also kind of sad to know that fonte has that many followers and is still scared to post a plate like on <laughs> yes. twitter like it does there's no winning in on twitter there's no level you get to where you can just go i'm immune to this shit yep it would have hurt fonte's feelings if we would have hated yeah. his pepperoni omelet yes like and you're an awesome artist and you worried about what people say about an omelet you make right <laughs> that's why we had the we cook medium we don't judge yeah. just no struggle place but we don't judge over there yeah i just like the idea of being like i you know i love your music um you know i've been a fan since little brother i bought all your albums i've gone to several of your concerts but your breakfast cooking sir but this motherfucking omelet you got the nerve to post this shit on my timeline and, and what you doing putting pepperoni pizza re- in an omelet right retweet 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 you know it's just crazy um, oh also, i have another funny thing that he did yeah like, now he, he's been following me for a while like i and i don't really interact you know Whatever, it's cool that he follows me. One time I tweeted, I was watching The Hunger Games. I bought it on Blu-ray uh, from Amazon for like eight bucks. It was an awesome deal. Amazon mm-hmm. Prime guys. Uh, and I bought it, I was watching. I was hey, like, wait, they ain't sponsored this show? Fuck Amazon Prime. Go ahead, though. <laughs> I'm not with you. <laughs> get, them off, get it off com. <laughs> put the code TBGWT, and you can go get uh, the Hunger uh, Games, uh, you know, whatever version they have. Whatever sex version. It's probably shorter. A lot but, uh, shorter. Probably a lot more Sexier. action, you know. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, it's fine. Like, I was, so I was watching it. I was like, damn, like, I, cause I remember, like, I enjoyed the movie. And, and when I saw it in the theater and I was watching it again, I was like, damn. I was like, so I tweeted, I was like, the first 20 minutes of Hunger Games is more compelling than, than Flight. And, and it's also a better movie than Flight. Mm. So, and, and then he, like, a couple minutes later, he retweeted it and he was like, man, fuck no. Oh, and man. I, and I, <laughs> And I thought that was so hilarious. Like, out of all the stupid shit that I've tweeted, like, he just got really upset that, like, he he was really mad that I didn't like Flight. Yeah, I don't really, like, tweet much about, like, say, music or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I try to stay positive. Like, if I like something, then I'm, I'm quick Tweet's to be fine. like, you know, hey, oh, man, it's Kendrick Lamar's this genre, like, is really challenging the genre is really a defining album for the if, west coast if I don't like it you won't hear from me yeah and then if i like listen to future or some shit i i just never tweet about it because it's like the fuck could i possibly have to say about this motherfucker he's terrible and yeah you know i i have nothing to add and it'll only make his fans mad mm-hmm. um but like today i was just like uh listening to uh big boy's new album and how is it um to be quite honest man i just realized today like i'm not a fucking big boy fan like it's just that's just how it is and it's like i i normally you see how that reaction you just had that's normally why i won't say it oh i don't care i mean you like what you like but you know what i'm but you know what i'm yeah. saying though it's like that yeah. yeah i don't really like big boy what you know it's like this this react this visceral reaction and i you know i normally don't talk about it or talk about other people's opinions on it because if i'm not listening why should i have anything to really say but right. you know i was thinking about it and i was like why the fuck don't i ever just be like i'm not feeling big boy's album and whatever so i was about to take my break at work and uh today i was like you know what fuck it um I am going to talk about uh, all this, uh, you know, how I feel about some music shit that's going on. on the, people talk about Twitter music all day. I was like, I am going to talk. And um, 
I just randomly start saying shit. Not all of it's related to each other. I, uh, I said, um, Eminem is a top five MC dead or alive. It's not debatable. You pick the measurement. He's topping that list. Uh, KRS one is an overrated MC who isn't versatile. He always sounds like he's yelling at me. Also, <laughs> also Nelly won their battle. Nobody talks about that battle. There, nobody ever brings up that Nelly and KRS one hip hop legend got into a rap battle. And why don't they bring it up? One, because KRS one lost. And, uh, two, because people ain't really that big of KRS one fans. I, I think people be lying. Talk about your Andre 3000 one. I like that one. Oh, I got, yeah, I'm gonna read them all. Um, I said, I measure how big, how good Big Boy's albums are by how much Andre 3000 is featured and if Andre is rapping more than singing. Which means I basically like Outkast albums and not Big Boy's albums. Yeah, same here. Um, and uh, you know, you don't have to. You know, that's fine. Um, I said, uh, People and people were hitting up my mentions to argue with me, and I just wasn't replying back. That's what you do. I was like, man, I was like, I can see people in denial about the Eminem thing because he's a white dude, and they can't relate. But hip hop is bigger than just relating to to black people now. Yes, like, it is. Yeah. It, it, it used to be just you know, well, he you white, but he don't react relate to a nigga like me. But it's like hip hop so much bigger than music. just being black. Yes, it's not even on some like earthy hippie like music is music shit i really mean white people buy more of the shit than us yes they yeah. do so it, it's like we are looking at our small like well it don't relate to the nigga in the hood it's like but you know what the nigga in the hood not buying the album no y'all more. download that shit for free even with yeah. even with the white people that download white people still support the only thing i don't like about white people's involvement in hip-hop is that they never take credit for the fucked up shit in hip-hop only the good shit yep they never go you know we did support little b the most yes they did <laughs> black people always yeah, get blamed for that rapping ass nigga that can't crack his lips when he's rap. <laughs> Well, black people always get blamed for shit like, like, why y'all letting Waka Flocka do blah, blah, blah? It's like, niggas don't blah the most Waka Flocka albums. Like, ain't that the truth? That's white people fault, man. Nobody talks about this. They um, buy it and say, look how stupid this guy is. Right, basically, yeah. They buy it and they laugh, but they still are the ones keeping him, uh, you know, in business. Yes, um, they are. Uh, Andre Three Stacks versus don't really be that, uh, don't really be that, that hot no more. Uh, we just encouraging him to come back full time, so we hype him up. I believe that because uh, I've listened to the one he had with Ti, the one he had on Rick Ross, and both of these verses. And he had another. Oh, and uh, he had something on Lil Wayne last year. All three of these verses are verses that people told me were the verse of the year. And I'm like, man, not in the year that Kendrick came out, not in the year with uh, Ab Soul, not in the year with uh, Royalty. Like, I'm sorry, man. I love Three Stacks, man. But at this point, it's like we're encouraging him to come back full time. So we just lying like, man, you so hot, dude. I'm telling you, man, you you don't need to work on nothing. Just no. just come on back in the studio you and get what? this thing popping. Everybody don't need to come back. And that's something that people don't need to, to say. You know what? T.I. asked me to stay wherever the hell he was and do his show with, with his with his with his wife because this shit sounds terrible. Well, I, I don't he rapping about now. Like, is he is he like trying to be hard? Um, I, you know what? The, I listen to the T.I., the new one. Mm. Um, yeah. Karen, have you even heard the new T.I.? No, and I okay. don't want to hear it. I'm assuming it is trash because every time I see him on an award show, I'm like, if that's the new shit, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I listen to it, and um, he, the thing that I, that's funny about the T.I. albums is the skits. 
like his skits now that he got arrested and he's getting further and further away from when he got arrested each skit is making him more and more of a, a guy who got set up and framed than the original like when it actually happened it was like he was trying to buy guns and he's like yeah i had to buy a gun but such and such such and such then the next album was like you had to see that i didn't have a choice and then Mm -hmm. this last album literally had a skit where it's like hey man you want to buy these guns like man get out of here you know i don't buy no guns like dude what the fuck man like you you, at this point you are convincing me that you are not the hardest nigga in atlanta anymore you're not the king Mm -mm. yeah we see your kids like we see you like getting your little kid outfits and telling them how to, you know, like nobody, I mean, you know, once you let people inside like that, it's hard to talk about like shooting somebody. Right. Yeah, and it's okay for my rapper not to be hard. I don't, right. I don't have to have a hard rapper. Maybe that's just me. That's probably why I love Childish Gambino. He raps, raps yeah. hard, but I know that nigga ain't going to get locked up. Yeah. Right. But, um, anyway, I don't know how we got a TF. Oh, but, but yeah, Andre 3000, it's not that I think he doesn't need to, uh, come back or it wouldn't be nice if he started rapping again. It's just, I feel like we overhype the verses he has uh-huh. to be like, yeah, man, it's the best verse ever. And it's like, but it's, it's really not. Um, I, Andre three, three stacks is like, uh, the baby daddy of rap and we're the kids. And he comes around on the holidays with pizza and toys and we hope that he'll stay, but then he doesn't. Yeah. And, and that, and that happens every year. Yeah, then he drops a verse. It's like, it's our birthday. Andre Three Stacks is here. And then you go back and it's like, oh, you're not going to start rapping again? You're going to go do that movie, Dad? All right. See you next Christmas, hopefully. Oh, Yeah, man. So that's what and I think Bo retweeted that. I am getting a lot of followers off these tweets, by the way. So, you, you're losing when you start back getting on, yeah, on Buffy. I never follow these yeah. people back. I don't care how famous they are or anything. I, like, I, I don't have as many followers as you guys, but I know, like, when I start talking about like uh, Pretty Little Liars and and I was talking to this girl about uh, Britney Spears, no, 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 Christina Aguilera and why her song Come On Over was better than Carly Rae Jepsen's like Call Me Maybe. Okay. Me and her start talking about that. Because like, people like, oh, because I, I tweeted, I was like, there's no, I was like, Money Trees, Kendrick Lamar's Money Trees with J-Rock is the best song. Probably one of my favorite songs of 2012. Sorry, Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, and then I did that, and like, and then I was, then that made me think, like, what's better than this "Call Me Maybe" song? And if you look back, like maybe 10 years ago, like I just think, like, "Call, call Me Maybe" is the most misleading song ever because, like, she's saying, telling that guy to call me maybe, like, like maybe, like, you know, I'm. Am I catching the case if I come over? Like, you might change your mind, you know? Right. But Christina Aguilera is like, come on over. And I'm like, all right, girl, I'll come through. You know? <laughs> right. It's yes. a lot more affirmative. And, and Chris, Bring the sweet tea vodka and everything. Yes, and, and Christina Aguilera got a real woman's body. They can say what they want to say about her on the voice, but I like her size now. She look like a real person. Yeah. yeah she thick. Yes, um. she is thick. She thick. Um, I said Kendrick Lamar put out the defining release of the year, best uh, West Coast defining album since The Chronic. Uh, keep in mind, I didn't debate any of these. People were like, "Oh, what about Doggy Style?" And I was like, "I'm um, not I, responding to that." Right? Um, I don't think the uh, Doggy Style changed the West Coast more than The Chronic. Like, no. people think because it's a better album that it like well that's genre defined. I'm like, not really. Like The Chronic 
was what led to doggy style like it's yes, not it is like those it's almost like uh it's almost like a two disc album if you look at it like is disc one and disc two the doggy yeah. style you know and also i think people pick and choose a lot of people fail to realize back in the day i know for me personally that was the first time i had you know this is free internet and mm-hmm. spotify first time i have ever heard any west coast music because you know we're on the east coast so back then you got your local shit so for me i was like oh shit what the fuck is this yeah yes what are you gonna say chris i'm sorry i thought i think i cut you off a little bit i was just i was just gonna say you can even argue that Kendrick Lamar, that album is is just a defining album for hip hop. Right. Like, yes. It's yes, really it is. Like, it's really like a call to arms. It's like step your game up. Like right. you. Like when I think about the more I think about that album, how layered it is, how meticulous, how other other projects that came before relate to that album. It's almost like I and, I, and I said this when I, when I was on Where's My 40 Acres and we re- reviewed the album. It's, I get the same vibe, like, of, from him mm-hmm. and that album when I, when I read The Great Gatsby for the first time. Oh, when yeah, I, I'm sure we all more, do. Even more when I read <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. Because, yeah. like, he is, like, he's uh, almost like Holden Caulfield. It's just like the, the way that, like, when he raps, like, he's a kid, his voice is higher. When yeah. he's more contemplative and reflective, he's just he's just honed it. It's just he's he is brilliant. Yeah, and and it's just like I don't really want to hear about like other dudes that are like thirty five years old talking about shooting. But you don't right. you live in a mansion, dude. Right, yeah. let it go, man. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's a disconnect, and I know for me. Uh, the Kendrick Lamar, like, reintroduced me to West Coast again. Like, mm-hmm. almost like we was talking about how the Chronic did it. The Kendrick Lamar was, like, reintroducing the West Coast to the, actually to the world now. Yeah. And it's one of those yeah. things where it was like, I like it. I don't know shit about the West Coast, but right. I like this music right here. And you represent where you are. I, I just like good music and good rapping, period. I know I'm not yeah. as much into it as you and, and Roderick, but for me, as somebody who's kind of coming in going, well, well, what's this? It was like I fell in love with the West Coast music again. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I guess for me personally, because actually for years, all you heard, if it wasn't Snoop, if it wasn't Dr. Dre, you know, if it wasn't, you know, certain people, you didn't know who these people, this is just me personally, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. yeah. Now, for me, uh, I felt like the album reminded me of the great fictional works of Donald J. Sobel, um, who uh, did <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, yeah, well, that series. Well, I, um, well. it also reminded like Ken, the young Kendrick was like a young Leroy Brown uh, solving <laughs> solving the mysteries of the ghetto and how to escape. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I'll be uh, learning about the Gatsby when he comes out on um, a movie. You know, watch the movie, oh, mm-hmm. The Great Gatsby. Gatsby. I would, mm-hmm. I would really suggest reading it. Like, but mm-hmm. what is it like in a couple months? Like springtime? Yeah. Well, know. Karen, you know, it'll save Karen a lot more time to just read it. So, Mm-mm. I mean, to just watch the oh, movie. Oh yeah, I'm not going. I'm lazy. I'm really, 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 really lazy. Well, no, I, I just mean, go watch it in you're not days. lazy. You're being efficient. Like <laughs> uh, a movie only takes two and a half, three hours hours tops and reading the book can take days man so you just we don't have time for this shit we're running different podcasts we're working full time you know being guest appearances we don't have time like y'all regular people that can just read books all the time man it's just not something we can do so 
we have to uh save time if there's a movie and a book we have to read we have to watch the book is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the hobbit version is out there too the what version the robert redford version like the old like maybe in the 70s or something okay okay well we're gonna just watch the one movie i hope hope that movie is based off of that because that's as close as i'm gonna get to it right um another thing too uh i was saying was um dudes like the idea of drake and cuddy but don't listen to his albums in the car by themselves ain't that the truth and i think that means something i you know like i know like a lot of people hate on drake and and cuddy like Mm -hmm. i was i was pretty excited about kid cuddy when i heard his uh the man on the moon mixtape yeah like this was like really fresh what was that like oh seven maybe like oh oh seven i was like Oh, this guy's good. He's like fun, and you know, like he's you know having fun, and he's got he's like smart or whatever. And then like his stuff just kind of like, like just kind of it was too lugubrious and like kind of melancholy and sad. And then I think like his the Man on the Moon two had a little bit more muscle to it, but I just didn't come back to it. I probably want to revisit, but like Drake, I remember like reading blogs and stuff. The first time I heard of him, I think he had a song with. Fonte and Dwelle, maybe. Yeah, like, I remember like, that. The don't you, is it the Don't You Have a Man or something like that? Something or, like something that. Like I don't remember that. the name of, it, but yeah. I remember that mixtape. I had that whole yeah. mixtape. And, and, and the, I was like, oh, go ahead. Oh no, promise. And the thing about Drake was that when Drake first came out, I was like, oh okay, yeah, I like Drake. And then when his album came. His album was nothing what I expected. This nigga was singing, singing melodies, the hook, the background, everything got soft and fluffy and pink and curly. And I was like, this is not what you presented to me. This is false advertisement, sir. Yeah. It's kind of like how, like, cause I heard, I came on to him when, uh, I came on to him. What? Uh, (laughs) yeah, you're right. He probably came on to you. I think you got that backwards. You got that reverse, sir. Uh, I, I got into his stuff when he did uh, So Far Gone. Like, that's when I first heard about him or really, like, knew who he was. And, like, like two dope boys in particular was like, Drake, Drake, you know, they holding back the release date because Omarion's trying to record a track. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. And I listened to it. I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. And then the album came out. I was like, it's not for me, but I see what he's doing. And... You know, but I just took it from there. But everybody else was like, I can't believe I hate this. Like, you know what was so much vitriol what's funny to me is um because i'm not i'm not a fan of his albums um mm-hmm. but i like his mixtapes um yeah. to a certain extent i thought he had potential as a rapper but yep. he decided to go the other way and kind of be a more of an r&b dude and that's fine um yeah. and they aren't for me i haven't even listened to a second album i don't nope i don't listen to shit just to diss it i, I don't do that so mm-hmm. i have no interest in hearing it so i'm got be better listening. things to listen to but what's yeah. funny to me is like if you clown dude for being soft, then cats act like that's his best quality. So it's like, well, we're saying the same thing. Uh-huh. I think he's a soft ass dude, and I don't really listen to soft hip hop like that. And then dudes will be like, yeah, man, but he's soft and he he's just so honest and so real. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I like. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I like people like that. Like, I don't want, like, if I had a dude in my in my house and he came over and started whining about his girlfriend and crying and, and talking about calling wife. her and shit, like, I would be like, man, dude, you're really dragging me down. Yeah, come in with a glass of wine and then say, come on, girl, let's talk. Yeah, maybe you have to be a certain type of emotional dude to really need that in your hip hop, but I just don't need it, man. So, uh, and I think a lot of dudes respect where he's at in the game same thing with cuddy but yeah. i don't think they really bump his music by themselves mm-hmm. in the house dog i think they throw on something a little harder and uh they throw his shit on when the girls around or something of course i like yeah, harder yeah. music than that yeah um he even had a line i should have known foreshadowing um on his second mixtape when he said uh on so far gone when he said niggas gonna buy my album and say they bought it for their sister and i remember being like huh oh. that is an odd bar but uh you know, maybe I I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> like, I've never, like, I don't think that's actually a good, that's something I wouldn't brag on is if you get caught with my CD in your car, you're going to say, nah, man, it's for my little sister. But he was telling the truth, though. Still, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's bad. That's like, bad. That's not, I don't know any other rapper that would make that punchline into something positive, but Drake <laughs> found a way to be like. And make money, too. Yeah, dudes, yeah. dudes ain't going to want to be affiliated with my music, but they going to buy it. For they latest. <laughs> that reminds me of the time where I was, I think I was like in college, and I was home on break. I went to Blockbuster, and I rented this movie called, I think it's called Where the Heart Is, with mm-hmm. Natalie Portman in it. And the guy looked at me. He's like, "You find this? Or it's for my sister." <laughs> right. That's not good. <laughs> and, I and I don't have it, but I love the movie. Right. You liked it, but it was a yeah. secret, shameful like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. point. That's that's my whole point with this Drake shit. Um, Ti is never dropping a hot album again. Let it go, y'all. Nope, he is not. They got a lot of a lot of. What about this last one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've heard it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what about his last one? That's do, my point. Do, do, t- t- tell you, do that show with your wife and keep it pushing, dog. <laughs> do what show? Oh, T.I. Yes. Um, Snoop Dogg is being whacked longer than he was dope now. Mm-hmm. That was another one that got a lot of, uh, a lot of retweets. Uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna's biggest hits occurred in a car, and they've been living off of that fame more than their actual talent for two years. Yes, they have. And that one went ham. And, uh, the last one was Mary J. Blige can't sing, but people feel sorry for her, like Taraj P. Henson going to an award show stag. I mean, I, I fall in that category. <laughs> I love me some Mary J. Blige. Yeah, she can't sing. Though. Oh, no, why she does, can't sing worth shit, but I can feel her. You know Taraj P. Henson be going to them award shows by herself, man. She's hot, though. Why is, why is she just going by I'm her? assuming, now this is going to sound fucked up, but I'm assuming Taraj P. Henson is crazy as shit. Mm. Like, maybe that's how she gets all the inspiration for those roles for Tyler Perry is she's actually ratchet as, as fucking real life, and it makes sense to her. But, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, she must be crazy, man. She can't go with a dude to the show. I mean, at this point, it's like she could show up with another chick, and I'd be like, oh, thank God. She's capable of having a relationship. You know? <laughs> she has a friend, at least. I don't know. Um all right, man. Um, this is the Blackout Tips podcast, and it's a comedy podcast we do three times a week. Where the motto of the show is "Nothing's wrong if it's funny." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we in the in the sent in the before sentences, uh, me and my wife. And um, you can find this show at theblackouttips dot com. We're still having nominations for the Tippies, our first annual award show. Uh, and all you have to do is go to the thread. On the site, you can just search the tippies or you can search awards and, uh, 
respond to that thread to that uh post and put in your nominations and um we will read them on the show on saturday people are nominating all sorts of guests we'll have voting in january mm-hmm. um you can also find us on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher Radio. Listen to us from all three of those places. Favorite us, like us, thumbs up, whatever it takes from those uh, places. If you're on iTunes, you can leave us a what, Karen? Five-star review. And we will read it on the show regardless of content as long as it's what? Five stars. Five stars only, people. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook. That group's doing pretty well. I've been trying to post some uh, funny uh t- some funny um like statuses on our facebook page uh so people can um kind of hear random thoughts from the show and blog and stuff like that and respond to those uh i think uh the last one was uh when are the angry birds gonna become bargaining birds depression birds and finally acceptance birds <laughs> and um they been through all the stages ain't they yeah, they have so far they're just stuck on angry. And then um the last one was uh I never understood people resorting to domestic abuse when there is emotional, mental and verbal abuse going completely unused. And um ah! I said that one on my personal status and someone didn't get the joke. So um my my page became a place where the fans all sort of made jokes about her not getting the joke. <laughs> So that was interesting. <laughs> but she was just, like, I think uh, she was like, you know, really, people should never hit each other uh, in their relationship. And I was just like, well, I think we all learned something today. You know, <laughs> it's like, really, why would it's like, who would take that serious, man? Yes. Like, um, yeah. Like a couple of people came in and said uh, they uh, Nick, Nick Jew and Reggie said that, that Nick, that Reggie was beating Nick Jew. Um <laughs> And then uh, Kimbo Price, that's her name, she came in and said, there shouldn't be a resort to violence, to any kind of abuse. We are human and know how to be civil. There is no excuse to harm people in such a way. Resulting in abuse never resolves anything. It only makes it worse. And I said, oh, man, you know what, Kimbo Price? You're right. I never thought of it that way. Thank you for dropping that knowledge. And she said, anytime, my friend, smiley face. Oh, yeah. Number love. She's somebody that I would not want to have to my birthday party because she come in, just ruin everything. We're, we're, we're having fun. No, no. Do, do you not know these <laughs> balloons are, are dangerous and kids sniff helium? What? What, lady? What? Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, everybody came in to kind of add it to the joke and, um, it was hilarious how people were just um, <laughs> trolling her for a little bit. Um, a couple of people went overboard and uh, started talking about beating their wives and stuff. So then I told her that that's not true. That person is gay and they don't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got serious for him, too. Then he was like, hold up, wait a minute. Now I got a wife. And see, she uh, says that uh, I shouldn't have came in here. But yeah, um, okay. where's the door so I can leave this room? Yeah, it's a fine line of comedy, man. You can joke yeah, about beating people, but you can't be really talking about beating your wife, dog. It's funny because like I, I did a show one time, like the like I, it gets me angry, like like about homosexuality and like uh like black how black people are just for the most part afraid of it, mm-hmm. and like it's just like I was doing a show and I had this I had this microphone and the microphone was like a big puffy microphone with the foam on it and uh it reminded me of like lou rawls and like the the un united negro college fund <laughs> yeah and I, was like, and I was gonna make a joke about it. I, was like, oh, I like this microphone and this dude was like oh oh pause pause oh shit oh, <laughs> oh, oh lord he might be gay oh. <laughs> and 
He likes a phallic object. Oh shit. And I, I was like, dude, like, why? Like, what is it with this? And I said, why are you? Why would? How old are you? You're like 25. Like, why are you? If you, if if I'm gay, I'll I'll be gay. Like, I almost wish that I was gay, to like just to not to not make this a big deal. And plus, if you pause something, if right. you pause a moment like that, that's gayer than just than than being. That's that's gay. Right. Why right. would you just like fast forward or just skip? Like that's it was just like, dude, come on. Like that means he took it from a, a thought of you saying I like the microphone to you literally sucking that microphone like a dick. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not gonna suck this like I don't want this to be a dick. Right. I'm thinking about Lou Rawls <laughs> and sending black kids to college, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> this is how I actually do my job. I can't do my job without this device. It's like, oh, you gay man. Yes, you are. You gonna marry that microphone? You gay marriage. Um, <laughs> and and you know what, Krista? What's even uh, funnier is that a lot of black people actually are okay with with people being gay. It's just a lot of the ones that are vocal are very religious and so a lot of times they try to blame us who is like less than a quarter of the population <laughs> well also you know what I, you know what i think a lot of it is um black people become this litmus test for everybody yes they are we're no different from any other culture like no, i don't think not. i don't think black people are more scared or more homophobic than white people no. like every time i mean if you just want to take a quick sample snapshot every time the paper has one of these like a gay dude got hung for being gay it's never black people that did that shit no like it's always like two rednecks put a dude behind a truck for walking around with old hands like it yeah, is we, I, i'm sorry for my rob parker moment no, nah, it's all right. No, nah, it's all right. I, I just had to throw that out there because I know that we we like we joke about it's a stereotype and shit like that. And uh, but I yeah. I really think that we get such a bad rap. I think the problem with black people is uh, in, a, in a whole is that all of, a lot of our love is humor is like inclusion by by humor. Uh-huh. So because you know it's like if you're light skinned you get picked on for being light skinned but we still count you as black. Yeah. If you're, you know what if, I mean. If, if you're, you're highly yellow, we pick at you too, but you're still black. Yeah. If you're a white dude that lives in our neighborhood, you the white boy, and we make jokes, but you know you still count as from our neighborhood. Yes, like you it's do. just like a lot of the black experience in America is like inclusion through humor. Um, so I think a lot of people will pick on gay people and not think that they're homophobic like they'll yeah. be like oh i don't actually want you to not get married i actually don't give a fuck I like know, i know it's but so. but at the same time i gotta make this pause joke brother i just can't help myself i gotta <laughs> i gotta make my pause joke it's like it's like yeah man but that's uh that, that actually makes you look bad i know but i just can't i can't, can't fucking help, help myself it's, 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 i didn't think it's, that far through it's, it's something within <laughs> me and and the thing about it too a lot of times people better realize it is like i said we're a very very small percentage of the population uh, and overall, when a lot of these laws get passed, a lot of us, when it comes to it, we put like this. It's not enough for us to vote to ban gay marriage and all this stuff. And, and, but yeah. it's passing now. And it ain't because of us either. <laughs> well, yeah, what's funny is, 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 is also, it's, I just, like I said, it's just that, that white thing of studying us. Like, there's like, black people do this. And it's like, let's put it in a study and say they all do it. So. Yeah, because it's negative. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's I no, mean, that's the bottom line. Um, if it's negative, black folks did it. We're going to blame them. Right. Um, so yeah, another thing you can do on the blackouttest.com before I was so rudely interrupted by everybody. Um, <laughs> 
sorry. I um, don't give a damn, but go go ahead, baby. No, nah, I'm pretty sure I did it myself. Um, but yeah, you can go donate to the show. You can subscribe to the uh, website where you get an update every time we post something new. You can go to our store. You can check out our Tumblr. Um, if the contact information is all there, theblackoutest.com slash about. There you can find the phone number, the email address, everybody's Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, theblackoutest.com slash about. Uh, don't forget, you can donate your account right there on theblackoutest.com. Do it or you're a racist. <laughs> The official ah. weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And today's podcast is brought to you by the Mayan apocalypse. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the last day. The last black guy who tips ever. Yes. I'm and we spend it with our favorite person. person. Go, hold on one second. What'd you say, Chris? I'm happy that, uh, that I was the last guest on this. Yeah. Show. yeah. It's an honor, man. Now, Karen, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying that we get to spend it with one of our favorite people. That's right. So wow. please, y'all, please download this before the world ends so yeah. you can listen. Uh, well, this is a uh, part of the copy because, uh, according to this, this is the last day, the last, today's podcast brought to you by Shadow, by, by Ma- the Mayan Apocalypse. Well, by Shadow Dog Productions in honor of the world ending on Friday. From now through Sunday, if you buy anything off our website, we'll send you a free copy of our comedy, comedy audio play, Sunspot, which is about the end of the world. So you got till Sunday, uh, but the offer is not valid if the world actually does no, end. No, they will not honor it. We'll just let you know that. So right if now. the world ends, do not go to shadowdollarproductions.com and look do for this Do not pass bill. gold. Do not collect $200. Yeah, this only as if, you know, there is a Sunday that we can go ahead and they, they will honor this deal. Uh, so check them out at shadowdollarproductions.com. Somebody told me today about, I said, uh, isn't the world supposed to end tomorrow? They said, well, actually, they found the rest of the Mayan calendar uh, somewhere else. But because Nat Geo and all these places that already made up all these shows and there are all these news articles, they're not publicizing that they actually found the rest of the Mayan calendar. And I said, uh, but how many days were on that part? Like, like we, like it, like cause, cause the assumption of what they told me was more like, don't worry, there's more days on the calendar, but it's like, doesn't that eventually run out too? So what, I mean, I mean, did, was was the person chiseling going? You know what? Fuck it, we'll have to pick this up tomorrow and just never got back to it or got back. Well, to no, it they said that there are some more. It just I don't know if it got broken off or whatever, but maybe they had to move to the next sheet of paper. Whatever the point is. <laughs> I want to know if part two might only have two pieces of paper. I don't know. Like it might, like we might get six more days and then that's the end of the world then. So I was like, I want to know about part two and how long it is. Um, so, uh, my mom, uh, we were talking about the holidays and what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's a, a pescatarian. Uh, he only right. eats, he, he doesn't eat any meat except fish. Um, so I think that's how you pronounce it too, pescatarian. Yeah. And yep. makes a hell of a good black bean burger. Uh, yeah, he does. And, um, so we are, for, we're not going to do the traditional Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I made, uh, my parents, um, some, uh, uh, curry, uh, red, Thai red curry, uh, seafood. It was shrimp it's and scallops. Delicious, y'all. Oh, that's to the chef on that one i love when he makes that one and uh my parents are they are now believers in my ability to cook before this they were like i don't know and then 
they would look at you sideways and then they ate it and it was it went it crossed that line from where they complimented me to that point where it was too much well i'm like what the fuck did y'all think i was gonna do like, like it went from like oh this is really good this is oh wow this is this is deli- you made this you like, made this like, i'm like, like yeah like i they made pat that you on the head like a retarded boy you you sure you yeah. made this boy like by the this end right <laughs> this you ain't you sure you you didn't pick this up and then put it in your bowls and then bring it over you, you made sure, this you, you sure has to didn't have this on special yeah these oh man this is so good this is like an hour later this is good this is you made this <laughs> and it wasn't like a whole family was there it was just me and my karen and my parents mm-hmm. so yeah. it was just like there was no break between them telling me how good it was so it went to that point where i thought it was just gonna pan back over to me i'd be like no i made it it, it ain't good and like yes that's right you did make it it's um, gonna be like a good bad journal entry night after you <laughs> home. right yeah i went home and uh wrote in my diary and then i cried a little bit that they thought i was stupid but ah um <laughs> but yeah so i made i made this and now my mom wants to have seafood uh, uh, a seafood Christmas dinner. So Christmas okay. Day, everybody's making seafood. We're not gonna do the traditional, which I always thought was kind of stupid anyway. Yes. Like I know a lot of people go in on tradition. I'm not one who's much for tradition. Uh, I break a lot of the traditions in my in my life. Yes, because we ain't crazy about Christmas. And yeah. yeah. And you know, and everybody looks looks at us like something's wrong with you for not. Going out, buying, you know, wasting money, spending money, yeah. money. They act like something wrong with you for not buying something for your wife and thing. And my thing is, if that's your thing, that's just your thing. But it's like everybody looks at us like the odd man out. You know, like at work, I don't decorate my cube. Why? Because I don't like to take the shit down, so I don't put it up. Yeah. I know me, right? You know, and people are like you don't celebrate Christmas? Nah, I just don't like to take it down. Well, um, so my mom calls me and. I have the coolest parents, dude. Like, my parents are cooler than, than everybody. Yes, they, they are. His parents are the best. I'm sorry, people, but it's just true. I try not to brag about it. I love your mom and daddy. But it, it's just goddamn true. I listen to people talk shit about their parents, yes. and I just be like, damn, man, I lucked out. And I don't say anything because it's like if somebody is broke and then you got uh, $100,000 in your pocket, you're not supposed to be like, well, I got $100,000 in my pocket, so I can't relate. But, um, you know, my parents are super supportive, super nice, all this shit. So, uh, my mom wants to do, in addition to this for Christmas, her big idea was, let's not, like, hang out at the house and watch TV. Let's go see Django Unchained. Woohoo! Oh, I didn't yeah, know I this. Sweet about that. Yeah, my, yeah, my parents were. Hell yes. Yeah. yeah, the whole family's gonna go, uh, for a matinee of Django Unchained on christmas day and then we're gonna eat seafood for dinner and uh yeah that's that's my my mom wants to do white people watching too apparently for django unchained because i was gonna be there regardless uh my seat i might turn my seat the other way just to watch the uncomfortable white people oh yeah because we're going to the white theater yeah i just want to see white people be like oh no slavery really was bad uh, I'm excited to see it, man. I, I just think I think that movie is gonna be like Rocky for black dudes. Like that's gonna be <laughs> people gonna be walking outside like they wouldn't have put no chains on me because I would have got unchained like Django and been off the chain. And you can't go, and I don't think black dudes should see this movie and go to work the next day. Like you mm. should like take another day off, like. uh 
Rod, did you uh, did you get that report done? You ain't my massa. And what you I, say I, to I, me? I mean, I, I, was, ah! I didn't. I didn't really. I, I just wanted to know if you got it done. I mean, you get it done whenever you, you get want. your hands off my cubicle, white man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe this world is a melting pot, and we should all be together. I, I, <laughs> oh, melting like you did the black woman all these years uh, of captivity. I. I'm a I'm a fan of Beyonce. I not, I would never do anything uh, restrictive upon her or put her in any chains. It would be all consensual. I I really liked her in Cadillac Records. I don't care what. Someone come get this oppressionist white devil out of my presence before I put two in him. That's what's um, gonna happen. I'm sorry. I'll, can, let, let me make it up to you. Like, do you want to go to like Popeyes or? Uh, oh, what's all What's all this security for, bro? What's all the security for? Ah! <laughs> you think I don't know this brother from downstairs? We eat lunch together every day. Rob, you grab him. <laughs> Otis, grab, grab Tom and get him the fuck out of here. We taking over. <laughs> yeah, it might get ugly uh, on yes. Wednesday. <laughs> and, the, and the funny part is that Ro, uh, Roderick's daddy watches zero movies. So I guarantee you this is all your mama's idea. Uh, yeah, my mom called me. It was only thing she did pawn off on me was like, "Yeah, you just buy all the tickets and then I'll pay you back." I was like, mm-hmm. "I see what you're doing." I shouldn't have told her about that Fandango app. Oh, what did you guys think about? Like, I haven't seen it yet, but I I, I know like people have been blogging about it and talking about how many times they say nigger and like, I, I, I don't think like people are kind of taking this movie to be. A literal depiction of what slavery was. And yeah, I, I did hear a lot. Of, first of all, every time Quentin Tarantino comes out with a movie and black people are in it, there's a lot of N words thrown around, and a lot of people don't like that. Like, it and don't I, bother me. Me personally, man, I feel like if it's a movie, it's happening on the screen. Whatever you have to do to paint that reality, you just got to do it. Now, yes. people aren't comfortable with it. You can't whitewash the shit because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable in yes. a lot of these incident, instances. It's not supposed yeah. to be like, oh, he said nigger. It's totally okay. Like, no, it's never. He's never excusing it and saying why it's okay. He's never doing that. It's always just kind of like a, a thing that paints more of a fuller picture of a character normally. Um, right. but, but then also, like, how the fuck you think you're going to depict fucking slavery with no racism. Uh, hello? Like, who are these people that think, like, I'm sure when we, like, that's the problem I have with so many depictions of slavery and stuff in black movies, is that it never goes far enough, really. Like, I know there's a few movies that do go there, but they don't, they're not mainstream movies. No, like, they're not. I, I've seen movies where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it was pretty savage. But, you know, it's, it's, those movies will never be shown in a the theater. They'll never of make course. millions of dollars. They won't have, uh, Jamie Foxx or Will Smith, uh, competing for a role. They won't have that. So, um, people are so used to, uh, society at large, uh, the news, uh, our history books, like, Everything whitewashes slavery because so, it's so heinous. Yes. It's yeah. so heinous. And no one wants to be reminded of the time that, you know, our, our ancestors were enslaved and other people's ancestors were slave owning. And um, it was br- brutal. And there's a reason there's a lot of light skinned motherfuckers walking around and shit like yeah. that. 
nobody wants to address it we just want to be like oh no no uh let's just uh let's we can what about when uh abraham lincoln uh was president and then the whole fucking three-hour movie is about him saying how great uh black people are and slavery needs to end it's like i don't think this dude lived his life that way no right. <laughs> i just don't think like no, i feel like it, it it's supposed to be like this blowjob to the the ego of <laughs> like the 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 major like the the major media consuming white mass to be like yeah. slavery wasn't that bad, bad. yeah let me just uh hold your microphone pause and and make you feel better about this shit and, and, I, and, and, and i hate that and let me suck on it and the problem that i have is that in the reality with um abraham lincoln was the fact that he did it because it benefited him to free the slaves right well right. not just that slavery on keeping it on topic slavery on the tv screen on your movie screen should be fucking hard to watch yes right. and i don't want to hear that people can't watch it because motherfuckers went watch that patch in the christ yes yeah. they did. and that shit made all that money yep so don't tell me that America can, oh no, it's too real with the slavery. I can't watch this. You have watched 17 versions of the movie Saw at this point. Say that again. You can fucking. Tyler Perry movie. You, you have watched three Medeas, maybe more. I don't see those movies, but you have seen enough of them to know that you, you've watched Precious America. Oh my God, that was. You can't watch a little bit of slavery. Goddamn. Man up. I thought y'all was supposed to be patriots and tough. Right, and it, it's funny to me because, like, kid, people I went to school with, like, putting on Facebook status up that I don't know, I don't know about this Django Unchained movie. I don't, I don't know, I don't know about. It. And then was one, one person was like, responded was like, oh, I, I don't know if I can watch another slave movie, like another slave movie, <laughs> like there's a slave movie that comes out every every three year. Months. Like yeah. I haven't heard of this shit. Right, it's and like it, a library. It's like a look at it. It's, it's a. Just a re- is a is a section in Netflix? Yeah, like, I don't see <laughs> What's new and in I, slave movies? Oh, Yo, master, beat you. Click over here. Like what, what I don't. What makes me mad is like if you look at the if you look he did Inglorious Bastards. These guys getting back at the Germans. He did. If you look, it's just it's a it's a spaghetti western. It's more like Kill Bill than Roots. Anyway, it's right. like it's a revenge movie. This guy's the. Lock, he's, a, he's a slave. They lock him up. He gets out. He's trying to get his wife back. Right. That's a story. It's just a classic story. But these guys did bad shit to me, and they took my wife. I'm going to get her back. Right. It just happens to be a black dude in this and in, in, get in the slavery times. Yeah, we've actually seen this story many yeah. times before, just never in this setting. Like, right. uh, for people that watch the TV show Spartacus, which became yes. one of the most critically acclaimed shows, it's pretty. That is the premise of Spartacus, yes, pretty much. Is. is you know this dude has a wife, she gets taken from him, he gets enslaved, and then he goes on this completely like this. His whole entire goal is to find a new hope in being, uh, you know, a gladiator and um, getting earning his freedom to one day go get his wife. And you know, of course, tragedy ensues. Blah blah blah. But that is the premise of many stories but somehow saying the n-word wrapped around it it's all of a sudden it's too much it's too much for american psyche it's like you know what man fuck y'all get over it either enjoy the movie or don't and i and uh you know as much as people get on uh tarantino for writing the n-word into his dialogue i love it i absolutely love it 
and i love that he challenges people's sensibilities with his movies uh and and it's i think it's good i think people are so caught up in bnpc sometimes that they take all of the uh gusto all of the gumption the out of the yeah some of the realism too yeah some a lot of the realism but also the artistic impact of a punch yeah to your sensibilities they take it out right and i don't i'm not into that i don't i don't like seeing movies where they're like i'm not going to challenge what you already think because that that you might get mad at me no fuck it i'm gonna punch me in my fucking stomach if i'm uh, i'm already in here now yeah i'm gonna give you what you already know the last time i was on here we were talking about comedians apologizing uh, for things that they said, uh, Jamie Foxx hosted SNL a couple weeks ago, and he, in his opening monologue, he was talking about, like, yeah, and I get to kill all the white people in the movie. <laughs> and people got mad about it, and then I think he was on Good Morning America, or NBC, or the, the Today Show, and he, and he's like, what did you, when you said this, I mean, do you apologize? He's like, well, I'm, he's like, I'm a comedian. And that was it. That right. was it. I love That's it. All he said, it was awesome. Yeah, I love it. Didn't he also um, go in on Molly Cyrus one time and not apologize? I don't know. Like, I think he gave, like, a a really fucked up, funny apology on a late show. And I was just like, yes, fuck her. Like, people are so fucking entitled. You apologize. You weren't being politically correct, man. Fuck that rich motherfucker. They will be fine. Yes, they will. I'm not taking twice about you. Yeah, I'm not taking any money out of uh, Taylor Swift's pocket by making a joke. Like, she will be fine, dude. Um, all right. So let's, let's get back to uh, some more random thoughts though. But yeah, I'm going to see Django Unchained and I'm going to be watching white people. The only, the only like trepidation I have about this movie is that all the black people in Charlotte gonna have the same idea, and my theater's just gonna be full of black people wa- turned around, <laughs> looking, hoping some white people come in. It's, it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little too crowded. Um, also, man, I saw the trailer for this movie called uh, Pacific Rim. Mm, yeah, and it's these giant mechs, these giant robots are gonna be fighting giant Godzilla-like space creatures and shit from the future or whatever I've the never fuck. Seen this one. Uh, I'll show it to you after the after this, but um, okay. for a anime nerd like myself who is a fan of like uh, Neon Gen- Genesis, uh, Evangelion, and and some so many other giant mech robots fighting big ass creatures, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's anime? No, no, it's a live action movie. Uh, I think Stringer Bell's in it. Like um, Death Note. No, not like Death Note. This is like a big budget million dollar film. Not Death oh. Note is a cheap like like this isn't based on an anime. Oh, okay. This is, okay. This okay. is like a original uh, live action with its own, you know, universe kind of, but it's just big ass robots fighting big ass monsters. Okay. And I'm in. Yes. Guillermo del Toro. I think the guy that did is it Pan, was it Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, he did Pan's Labyrinth. He did Hellboy too. Um, okay, he's, I've he's, been a Hellboy. Hellboy. Mm-mm. Uh, he's he's um in his set design and his character design is uh some of the best in the game. Period. Yes. It's yeah. very pretty. Yes. So uh, I and I saw that trailer and it looked like it got right down to alien killing, and uh, I'm in. Oh, I'm in on that one. I hadn't even I seen it. it. I hope it makes uh, Idris Elba a star. Yeah, he needs uh, a little more work. You know, it's not too many black men getting these jobs, and Idris is not getting his fair share. Of, I'm sure. Good man. I don't know what's wrong because it's like he's he's good looking guy. He's talented. That he is. 
And like, like if you ever watch Luther, like such, like that's on Netflix. I gotta check that out. It's br- like he's great. Like he's he's just he's well, awesome. you know, you know what I think it is. Um, at some point, you gotta get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's done some get paid projects. He's always done a good job, mm-hmm. but he's done some projects where it's like, yeah, you're trying to get paid. And he will, everybody though. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. But it's one of those things where you're trying to make your bones um, in Hollywood. Like, I think a lot of people do this, but you don't always get that second chance kind of to make your name. Like, it's almost like if you didn't come out of, uh, you know, plus he's coming from TV technically. Um, yeah. So, which is, so this is all good for, for me. He's trending up. Like, this is all good news for him. But at some point, he might hit that ceiling of, well, you came from TV. You got to star in some movies as a little bit more than you should have probably even been expecting. Let, let's just end it here. Like, you might not ever achieve that next level. But yeah, dude is, um, dude, dude was in, um, dude was in Takers. Where he did a good job, but it's just one of those movies where it's he like... He was in Prometheus, wouldn't he? Yeah, it was in Prometheus. Like, it's one of those movies where if you do this movie, you might end up... He was in Ghost Rider 2. Like, where he does movies where it's like he gets paid, but he might be hurting his, like, this is the guy that you gotta get, He's you know, on your project. He might be hurting that. So, you know, he could be more selective, but then he would make less money. So it's like... I don't blame him. I, you know, my favorite NBA player, other than you know my cousin and shit, is like J- Joe Johnson. So get that money, man. Fuck these people. I don't give a fuck. I just star in battle. Say that again. Is it his ski mask? Is that who? Yes, ski mask all star dude, aka my heroes. Overpay me. Pay me a hundred thousand dollars for what I do at my job. Yes, please. Right. Yeah. I like if he I was a game him, winner last week, I think, or early this week. Or last oh, week. he's so overpaid. He's now underrated again. <laughs> I love it. He will continue to be one of my favorite players, dude. Like that, that's nothing better than his life right now of buying out the bar and saying, uh, LeBron, I'll pick up the tab because, you know, I got more than you. And uh that's that's beautiful. No, that's beautiful. Um Have you actually done that before? Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh. So that's I think that's awesome. He goes and hangs out with Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James and he picks up the tab at the uh at the club because he got the most money. Oh yeah. So like my contract's bigger, you know. And I'm sure LeBron goes, Well let me pull out my Nike money. He's like, Oh well, I'm sorry. You got it. Um but yeah, uh so <laughs> I'm, uh I'm definitely going to see Pacific Rim. Um I was thinking about this the other day too, man. Hey, who do y'all think cleans up all that oil off of the porn furniture? Oh, uh, say, say that again, Chris. Do the fluffer people do it? Like, maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't. I have no idea. Like, are they just buying those couches just to fuck on and throwing them know, in the trash? I like, would think so. I mean, I don't mean no harm. I, I would think so because you have to think all the lubricant, all mm-hmm. the sperm, possibly STDs. Like nobody could possibly be moving into those mansions. Hell no. And sleeping on that furniture, right? Why would you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's I was disgusting. Just, like the other day, I saw them using oil, and it was just like cooking oil. It wasn't even like oh, you talking about like really? Crisco? Oh. Yeah, like like uh like vegetable oil or something. You know, like who uses vegetable oil? The people in porn apparently. I recognized the bottle. I was like, that's not sex oil. That's what you put the food in? Like, they, 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 they too cheap to to buy the real shit. 
I guess not, man. I mean, I, I don't know if it's cheaper. I don't know if it's actually better. I mean, maybe it's good man, for sex. Don't I don't put know. Her ass in no flame. She really catch on fire. <laughs> maybe she will. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I just always wonder, like, how do they, cause if, like, if I spill oil on my couch, I don't know how the fuck I would get it out. Yeah. It's not even like there's plastic on these couches. It's just a normal couch. Chick is like laying on the couch and then you just throw a fucking vat of oil on top of her oh. right there on your fucking couch. It's like oh, cold and st- oh, sticky. Oh. Yeah, what do you do after? Like, what is the next move with that what's couch? The, what's the turn on? And maybe this is just me. That shit cold. I like the warming shit. Ain't nothing worse than than you touching me with a cold ass dick and some cold KY jelly. That's just from a woman's perspective. No, warm that shit up first. Yeah, yeah. maybe somebody said it might be peanut oil. I, I say it might be penis oil. Apparently, <laughs> um, I, I googled vegetable oil as a uh, lubricant, and people are saying only for anal. Uh, sheet sheet stains. It'll leave sheet stains. Of course it does. Um, so I mean, it stains clothes. Um, and you smell it like I hope it's fresh out the bottle and not some shit. They grandma done fry some fish and some chicken in. They just want to toss it across her because they cheap. It says here. Okay, went. Here's somebody asking for advice. Okay, went to the gyno today because this is my fourth yeast and bacterial combo infection this year. Oh! I need to know what the heck is going on. She really has no ideas. I didn't douche, don't eat, drink much sugar, wear cotton undies and all that stuff. The only thing I can come up with is that the lubricant my boyfriend and I use for the manual stuff, we don't have intercourse. Um, so I guess they use lubricant for fingering and shit. The water based, the water based lubes all made me end up with infections. So we've been using silicone based ID millennium, which, uh, which, which with pretty good success, but who knows? Maybe this time it was enough to push me over the edge. Anyway, she gave me a handout on preventing these infections and it says to avoid commercial lubricants since they all have chemicals and additives. It says to use pure vegetable oil, i.e. solid or liquid Crisco. <gasps> I saw this and thought it was crazy. Wouldn't that make the perfect breeding ground for yeast and bacteria or not? Oh, you serious? In the f- fucking cooking all the way from me. What you what in there? They gonna do some 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 Pam? What what? Pull your dick out. Let me spray you with some Pam. <laughs> <laughs> some Pam. I mean, since we going all oil, hell no. Like you're baking a cake. Oil. No. Uh, the funny thing is, on the sheet that said to use vegetable oil, it said to use with lubricated condoms. I don't remember if it said latex or another material. Probably another material. Because I always thought oil-based things would mess up latex, too. I'm very curious about this vegetable oil thing. I tried just about anything to avoid these damn infections. Anyone ever tried this? Let me, let me tell you, women's bodies are complex. They really, really, really are complex. And there mm-hmm. are a lot of things that can cause these infections. And I'm sorry. Get rid of that fucking oil. That No, we are not yeah. cooking. We are not baking. We are not frying. We are, we are not doing anything in that matter. You come with me with some fucking oil. We're going to have some issues, sir. Now you're cooking with oil, Karen. That's... Yes, you are. They don't, what about vitamin E? They've never tried. Uh, I don't know, man. It didn't say anything about vitamin E on that thread. Um, just that, uh, you know, you can use some vegetable oil, man. If you got, you need to do what you got to do, man. 
TSA people don't be don't be doing that bullshit. Mm-mm. All right, man. Sounds like you guys are not fans. Hell no. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, try anything once. I say. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? And, and 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 then you know niggas are creative and shit. So they'll so they so they'll come and be trying to season they oil and shit like that. with girl, you you know I put some seasoning sauce in it. You know I put some Larry's in it. That that should help spice things up. Fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> No, we can't just do shit simple. You know, I fried some bacon in that. You know, you know, you know, you like that bacon flavor oil. What? We, we, you know, we can't do it simple. Oh man. Oh yeah. So all right, let's um. I got some more um random thoughts here, but vegetable oil all on that ass, Karen. Oh no. Mm-mm. Put a little bit of uh, put a little bit of obey oh, on there. Kick that bitch oh, out your hands. No. Put some Mrs. Dash on that Mrs. Mrs. Dash. Mrs. Dash Larry season. Yeah. Stop, girl. I know you said your, you wanted to reduce your sodium. I got some Mrs. Dash for you. Salt free, girl. Um. <laughs> so uh, you know how people go. Uh, you know that that guy. You gotta be quiet or in the house around him because he is a light sleeper. Like y'all ever heard that term, light sleeper? Your daddy a light sleeper. You think my dad's a light sleeper? Okay. Man, yo, man, yo. No, dad. no, no. I, I, I've heard this. I've lived with this my entire life. I think if you make noise about my dad, it could be hell to pay. Um, what? You what watch, about your daddy be upstairs, nigga? You're sneezing. You're like, <laughs> damn dog. What about you, Chris? Uh, you a light sleeper, or you, anyone in your family light sleeper? Uh, I think my mom probably was. Is like you know, she's she's a light sleeper. All right, well, I, I've been thinking about it. I don't think there's no any such thing as a light sleeper. Okay. There's no such thing. I, I was. It, 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 I know people like, oh, that's against conventional logic. I, just, I think there's no such thing as a light sleeper, just loud complainers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, and I, and I completely have to disagree with you. Now, me, I'm not a light sleeper because when my ass go to sleep, I go to sleep. Um, but for a lot of people, uh, they actually don't get into your, the deeper realms of sleep. Right. But what do you yeah. do when you're awakened from sleep? You get angry. I know I do. Like, you never said anything to me about waking you up from sleep ever. No, you know what? As I've gotten older, I've gotten better. But, but when I was younger, I, I would get really, really nasty with people that broke me from my sleep. Yes, I would. What would you do to them? What would you say? Oh, I give him the old fucked up face with my nose all turned up like I just smelled shit going, what, what the fuck am I looking at you in your face for <laughs> versus all, sleeping? All right, dead, but, but, but that, but that, so then you're not a light sleeper then, right? I'm not a light sleeper. Yeah, so, so for right, you, for you but, to wake you me been, up, you've got to make a lot of noise. But you've been walking up from your sleep. Um, yes, I'm I not have. really a light sleeper either. I've been walking up from my sleep. Um, and, and, and Chris, you said your mom was a light sleeper. How did you know she was a light sleeper? Well, she complains about my dad, like, uh, moving around the bed and stuff. But yeah, I, I figured this out. I'm at the bottom of this shit. No light sleepers, just people getting mad. They just complain the most. Because nobody had, knows any light sleepers who's like, oh, I just woke up, but I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything. It was, yeah, you guys, you know, woke me up when you uh, rolled over in the bed. Like, it's always some, what the fuck, man? Stop rolling over this goddamn bed. It's like, <laughs> you complain a lot and very loudly. For somebody that's supposed ah. to just be getting up from sleep, I would not have the energy to complain like this. Like, it's just, I've had, you know, Karen makes the most noise in the house <laughs> when when she, like, she has no, like, I could be asleep and it doesn't matter. Like, Karen, 
bangs the this cabinet the same way that she would bang it if i was wide awake i'm sorry it's okay i never uh, complain about it it's broken me from my sleep i never complain about it i just find a way to go back to sleep because i'm not gonna complain i'm not a bitch about it it's just like hey, it's just part of life but when it's so 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 obviously i am a light sleeper too i get woken all the time from karen like karen comes in the house karen leaves the house it wakes me up all the time i just never get up and say anything about it it's like whatever true you know so obviously i'm a light sleeper but i don't bitch about it so nobody calls me a light sleeper karen didn't even know i was a light sleeper till just now i didn't because i'm not complaining there's only loud complainers no such thing as light sleepers i'm not a light sleeper but you got to be almost burn the house down i sleep hard um another thing i was thinking about getting back to porn we don't want to get too far from that oh no we got to stay close to that hey dude uh you think um you know how plastic like a lot of porn stars get plastic surgery like yeah mm-hmm. do y'all think um plastic surgeons jack off to their own work that probably would, yeah probably. I, I would believe especially they do boob jobs you know because some of some of them are tummy tucks or ass tightening you know because some women get like body parts yeah yeah outside all of kinds face. of stuff yeah. in that but, porn. but when does the jacking off occur, like occur like do they do they jack off to the footage of it like well like, that's what i'm saying i'm assuming after the well, work is done what i want to know is like do they like are they jacking off to the sex or the craftsmanship you know, uh, it might be a mixture of both. Like, oh yeah, I made this girl look better. Ooh, look how she was before and after. all oh, right. Like yeah. he has he has one screen up on his laptop of like before she had the surgery, and then yeah. one after she got back in the game. He's like, look at the difference in those titties. And you know what? And I bet you he the smiles. nipples are at a ninety degree angle, just like they're supposed to be. You know, I bet you he looks at her husband, a boyfriend, going, "You're welcome, sir. You're fucking welcome." Yeah, well, not I, a boyfriend. I'm talking about porn stars. I could do oh. it, uh, but I did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They told me never go to Double D. They said she could never handle Double D, but I squeezed those beach balls in there. Yes, I did. And I barely left a scar. And then like fucking best. And then the ones that get like real fucked up jobs, like maybe they jack off to those too, like to prove that their work is uh, sufficient, or to just um you know, because they like fucking people up. You never know. True. You never know. You're like, look at that scar. I fuck Pebbles titties up. Should never be the same. <laughs> I shouldn't have. <laughs> I was drunk that day. I came in late. I don't know what I was thinking. Um. So, all right. Another uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about. Um. Speaking of Karen, we uh go to this bar sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, we eat sushi there. It's a sushi place. I love it. It's called Sushi One on One. But I'm seriously considering never going again. Okay. And um, it's because we have this upselling bartender. Oh, she's the worst. And Karen is always nice to her. I am. Yes. That, that, and that's it my only nature. makes it worse. Like, it'll be like, you want to go sushi one-on-one? And then in my mind, I'm like, but not with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would go. I can go. I can read my book. I can ignore this trick. Pretend not to hear what she's saying. Ah! Watch the game. I can be fine, but Karen 
is always nice to this person man and it just encourages her to keep upselling us man and there's nothing more frustrating than being upsold at a place you normally go to i know what's on the menu i know what i want yes you ask me this every time i come in here. yeah and it's just like oh you guys uh you guys want anything to drink i'm like i'll just take the water i'm good right now um and then she'll like and because she's trying to upsell us they do that thing where bartenders take longer than usual to like hope you finish off a drink or hope you get hungrier than you would have been and you order more food like you know i've worked in a restaurant i know that slick shit man so you know she'll go talk to another table for like 10 minutes and then come back to us and be like you guys uh and already knows what we want by the way she's like oh you guys want such and such for your appetizer i'm like yeah she'll name it yeah that's that's what we wanted when we came in 10 minutes ago you knew this when you seen us you gave us water and ignored it it's like you sure you guys don't want any drinks i'm like okay now i feel like uh unless i buy a drink i'm ah! not gonna get good service like right, that's true like and yeah. then uh and karen will just be nice to her dude it's, it's a handicap can't negotiate well, i know well, i'm terrible and she does she remember you guys like or does yeah she act like you're oh, everybody remembers well. us we we tip yeah, very and, well everybody and, knows us and she'll get angry like if we go out actually sit out with the people because she's full she'll actually will come by and be like hey you know i had a little space at the bar we'll be like we didn't see it yeah, I'm like, you know what? I didn't sit there because I want to shave 25 minutes off my fucking eating time. Yes. Like, I'm not trying to, to have 25 minutes of inane prattle and you pretending like you give a fuck about us when you just, there's a transaction that needs to be had here and you are wasting my motherfucking time right now, dude. It is so fucking frustrating, man. Do so you, frustrating. Do you think that's like a mandate from her management? Like, I think it's force her to meet me to quota or something. I think it's just her style, and I think yeah, when you sit at the bar, there's a certain yeah. type of clientele that sits at a bar normally, and yeah. we sit there because it's like, okay, cool, it's close to the the game, TV, and yeah. you know, uh, it's comfortable to read a, it's more comfortable to read a book on the bar, stuff like that. But pretty much, I'm like, leave me alone. I don't need a friend. I need I need food. Yeah. Like a, I'm like weird. Like it reminds me. Like I never worked in food service, but I worked in like on in department stores, like Best Buy and stuff. And like around this time of year, like Christmas time, Black Friday, they really try to get you to push these like bullshit accessories that nobody's gonna buy. Like like they would come to us. Like we like Black Friday, they would be like, they the manager would come up and talk to you. Like talk to the whole before the store opens. Like it. Like he's like Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> like, you know, he's just like, you know, guys, waited all year for this. This is it. And I just want you guys to come together and really sell these Dynex batteries. We really need to sell these Dynex batteries. We trying to get the sales up by 10% this year? Yeah, <laughs> not, not the double A, but the kind you put in hearing aids. Like, make it the hardest fucking battery to sell. Now everybody, you get uh, up. you get written up if you don't. Stop. Now everybody put put one hand in the circle and yep. full eye, full hearts, clear eyes, can't lose. Um, can't lose. You know what I said? I said it's a group now. Yeah, I always do that at the end of our meetings at work. By the way, oh lord, oh, you make them do it. I put one hand in. I go, all right, on three, let's go team. And then everybody's just like, come on, man. <laughs> Don't, don't look at you sideways, don't, dude. Don't remind us that we hate this place. Please don't, like, don't do fuck that. Fuck you, Rod. Jesus. Yeah. Um, all right, man. This is the last random thought. We'll get into some articles and shit like that. Um, uh, I think that if you're against gay marriage, you should have to prove that it's a choice to be gay. Personally. 
by doing some gay shit. I think everybody that is against homosexuality or gay marriage should all have to be like, and I will prove it. I'm going to suck this dick right now and show you that it's a choice. And I, ah. and, and I guarantee you won't be able to do it. You nope. know, this is the, the vast majority of people that are against gay people being gay will not be able to prove that it's a choice. Cause nobody's, I say, let he who sucketh the first dick. Throw the first stone. That's what I say, man. Slide first. Yeah. <laughs> the gay marriage will pass in every state, dude. Like at a 99% clip. Of course. I think the people that are so adamant against gay marriage, like, I think they're hiding something. Right? Like, I just think they're real. Like, I saw this little story about, like, this gay pride parade march or something, and, and, and people were protesting it, and it was a guy, like, holding a sign. Like, he's like, we hate you. It's you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And he was holding this sign that was like a rainbow colored sign with two guys like making out on it. And it's just like, <laughs> I think you're hiding something. Like nobody spends that much time to to go. You got to like go to the arts and crafts store. You get your glitter and you remember you forgot the <laughs> rainbow paint. And right. then you go home. You go home to make something beautiful to show you hate somebody like. It's, it's bullshit. Like, I think that dude is hiding something. Like, people like that, like those senators and shit, like, yeah. I don't know. Nah, I agree, man. I think a lot of those people, like, that's the percentage that I think will be able to do it. Uh-huh. But I think, like, that's probably, like, less than 5% of the population of people who actually don't want gay people to get married. Yeah. Like that really vocal five percent will be like, oh, you know what? You want me to suck a dick? I will suck this dick right now. I'll give you the best ah! goddamn blowjob you ever seen. Move over and, and they'll do it. But they they don't tell you that they've had lots of practice. Pull your on, pants down and give me some Crisco. Right, they've had lots of practice in uh, public bathrooms in the park and uh, <laughs> airport restroom stalls and shit yeah. like that. But but there's a whole lot of other people that don't want gay people to get married that are kind of the silent majority that go out and vote against the shit right those people will not suck a dick so that's what i'm saying the vast majority of those people i say prove it's a choice that's all i'm saying put your money where your uh-huh. mouth is or your cock where your mouth is whatever put it where your mouth is and prove me wrong get out here and get to sucking these dicks and i'll go you're right i was wrong apparently it's not genetic or anything like that it's obviously a choice to suck those dicks and i apologize i was the one who was wrong yeah. i don't think it's a choice um, yeah, who chooses that? Yeah, who chooses I couldn't suck a dick if I wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, if a dude walked in and put his dick next to my face, I would punch him in his balls involuntarily. Like, the fuck are you doing, man? Like, there's no, there's no, like, well, you know, I thought about it. Like, even when it's like, and dudes know, even if you like watching True Blood and Lafayette and his newest boyfriend or whatever get real close to each other part of you starts being like man just don't kiss though man come on now (laughs) it's weird because like i remember once like i wasn't into like well i used to when i was uh like in high school i was doing this uh this team i was in this like team performance ensemble and we would do like these goofy skits and stuff and we would tour around like the southern maryland park district and we'd go to different little day camps and do our little show and and they did the Washington Post did an article on on our our troop, and there was a scene where all the dudes cross dressed, and the girls played boys and the guys played girls. I didn't want to be in that scene because I didn't want to cross dress. Right. I didn't want I didn't want to wear a dress. 
And then when the article came out, the first line in the in the piece was like, "You look good as a girl." Five year old says to Chris Lambert, "Bill Maryland, high school." I was like, "What the fuck? Come on!" Yeah, that's 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 the thing, dude. Like it's. Uh, it is something inside of you that determines your sexual uh orientation i believe and yeah and and the thing about me is is i i don't i don't mind sucking a dick i just don't want to be some seasoned crisco that's all i ask right of course not uh, that's right you know you know keep the mrs dash away from you yeah and the vegetable oil that's right right i want real lubricant <laughs> right obviously obviously i you know but yeah man I, that's all i'm saying dude that people i i think you should have to prove it that's all and uh, I will take your word for it if you can prove it. That's all. Um, <laughs> so many people being like, "Ah, oh, but I do hate gay people." I don't know. Really, Sophie's choice of dick sucking and and, and legislation. Um, all right, man. We got articles and shit we need to talk about. Um, some of these are guest the race. Some of these aren't. I'll let you know when we get to one that is guest the race. The first one is something I thought was. Insane. Uh, we have not talked about it officially on the show here, but, um, I think a lot of people know that, um, the Sandy, the Sandy Hook massacre, the, uh, 20 kids, six adults, uh, that got murdered by, uh, one gunman in a school, uh, who he went to the school and, and he wasn't attending the school. He went to his like elementary and killed all these kids like you know the newspapers reading like six years old six years old when they're talking about the obituaries killed like six teachers then he killed himself before he left the house he killed his mother who i guess was a, a former teacher but at another school um so you know in in all uh 28 people total are dead um i've talked about this on uh insanity checks podcast on, on sunday talked about a little bit last night with brandon and uh or two nights ago with uh brandon and the crew from where's my 40 acres but we didn't really talk about it here um but i think most people kind of know about it the tragedy mm-hmm. um so i will say this man i was i saw this uh post getting tweeted around a lot of people were sharing it um a lady named uh charlotte allen she wrote a blog post about it um and i'll read it uh for you guys um and and you know and i i guess in the wake of this you know there's been gun uh gun legislation controversy there's been uh people who want guns banned there's people who think everybody needed a gun at school and that would have stopped it if uh, teachers would have had a gun and there's you know there's all like it kind of became about everything but the tragedy to mm-hmm. at some extent right. where and the victims yeah uh they were looking searching for a mental illness that this guy had that would have made him predisposed to doing this you know like a way that we can find a how we can prevent these things in the future and you know my personal take is sometimes crazy random shit happens and you really can't stop it um life's just fucked up um so she writes like most people i've been thinking and thinking about the sandy hook massacre i've even poured over a map of the school and its killing sites and studied the timeline of the incident which appears to have unfolded over about 20 minutes i have three observations um yeah nobody knows where she got her stats from any of this stuff you know but i don't think they uh, released an official timeline of the shooting but you know maybe she is piecing it together from these uh really bad news reports that were coming out terrible ass reports oh (laughs) the news is fucking horrible 
Yeah, they were like. But then they were reporting facts. Yeah, they were reporting that his mother used to work at the school, it, and that's why he went there. It, they were pointing out that I think they immediately said it was the wrong guy. They said it was his older brother or some shit. And, and, and the thing that's fucked up about it is that the news was worse than Twitter. I think the news went to Twitter for information. Because they was like, wait a minute, we don't know what to say. What y'all saying, Twitter? Okay, if Twitter said it, it's fact. What? Right. We look at you for the news. We don't want kind of, sort of, we think, maybe. If you don't got shit to say, say, I don't have shit to say. Yeah, they've misreported the, the fatalities and a bunch of shit like that. Um, so, uh, according to uh, Charlotte Allen, she says, there was not a single adult male on the school premises when the shooting occurred. In this school of 450 students, a sizable number of whom were undoubtedly 11 and 12 year old boys. It was a K through six school. All the personnel, uh, and somebody I, I saw someone say it was K through four actually, but I don't know if, if that's true or not. I anyway. thought it was K through six, but yeah, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't know. even know. I'm, let's go with her version. Okay. And, and from the beginning, mm -hmm. most elementary schools are like this. I don't know why this is shocking. How many male teachers do you really know to teach? Yeah. Period. And then how many male teachers are going to be at elementary school level? Yeah. So, I don't think so. so, so this is not shocking. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. I don't think she's going to say specifically this school i think she's trying to make a broader point about all schools kind of then that's true we'll, we'll we'll see all the personnel the teachers the principal the assistant principal the school psychologist the reading specialist were female they didn't even seem to be they didn't even seem to be a male janitor to heave his bucket at adam lanza's knees apparently she's uh watched a few uh kung fu movies white man shit. movies uh yeah. Women and small children are sitting ducks for mass murderers. The principal, Don Hochsprung, seemed to have performed bravely. According to reports, she activated the school's public address system and also lunged at Lanza before he shot her to death. Some of the teachers managed to sh save all or some of their charges by rushing them into closets or bathrooms. But in general, a feminized setting is a setting in which helpless passivity is the norm. And you know what? I have an issue with that. Basically. Wait, you have an issue with her saying the fact that there were women caused this to be uh, just a stomping ground for right for the killing of yeah, mass I, murder? I, I mean, I mean, she act like if, if it wasn't a room, if it was an all male school that this wouldn't happen. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's like you got a bunch of helpless women and helpless children. So you you, you actually made made the atmosphere. Like I said, this is probably 95% of the schools across the country. Right. But if you would have had one male in there, he'd have stood up. He could have been a punk bitch too and ran away. You do not know this. Yeah. This is what I hate about uh, when things like this happen. Like, I, people try to push their own agenda. Yes. Right. On on things when whether it be gun control, whether it be this article, and that makes me want to kill the people who wrote it. It just makes me so angry. It's like that. That's not what this is about. Well, I know just like most people, when I see a school of children and a female teacher, I go, "Those people are practically killing themselves." You know, it's like, I mean, could you blame someone for killing them all? I mean, it's really they're leaving themselves wide open. Why wouldn't everybody just go kill those people? And, and, and the problem, they can't help it. And the the problem I have too is that talking to the mic. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. The problem I have too is that you're disregarding. It's it's like you make a statement and then you could back you 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 
uh, make a statement and then you turn around and you discredit your statement. You, 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 you turn around and you say all oh, these helpless women, but yet you talked about how these women save children. One woman risk her life. You know, you say these positive things that these quote unquote helpless women did for these children, but yet you turn around and say these were just some helpless women and children. Well, if a man had been there, no one would have died, Karen. And that's, so that's not so. And see, that's, that's why I say I have a problem with this. That's not so. If this would been an all male school, Guess what? You had a bunch of male teachers dead with their children. Uh, male aggression can be a good thing, as in protecting the weak. But it has been forced out of the culture of elementary schools and education schools that train their personnel. Think of what Sandy Hook might have been like if a couple of male teachers who played high school football, even some of the huskier 12-year-old boys, had converged on Lanza. Oh, my God. You know. They'd be dead, too. That's the whole point. And, 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 and me and Roger talked about this. And I, th- I think that the thing that makes me so, I guess, so upset about the situation is that people come with this, I- these irrational and illogical statements. They come up with this if-then shit that's not realistic. They come up with woulda, coulda, shoulda. There's just some shit that happened that sometimes you just can't motherfucking explain, period. Right. And that's just it. You, you, you can't explain it. There's no reason why. You, 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 you can't. In, in, in your rational mind, because people have to have things rational, people don't want to accept there's some things that just beyond your control and you cannot control it there's no test you can run there's no you know study you can do there's nothing sometimes people just motherfucking snap and that's the end of it and it, they don't have to be mentally ill they don't have to be anything wrong with them and, and and the thing is like for some reason i feel like society has to have a reason why and just instead of saying there was just something wrong and we can't explain it you know because when project was talking about have they want to run this test why because the the, the thing about it is that well, what test when you said it, they want to try to run tests to see if they can determine like like if you have factors and things like that mm-hmm. to determine if you were preordained to commit these things or they looked at characteristics and say well if you have these certain characteristics we want to kind of keep an eye on you why so you can go and abuse innocent people that probably would not do this you know that and, and people act like you have one occurrence of this and people act like this happens every day and all the time it does not yeah the other thing i was going to say too is um I can't believe that after getting his Evite and his Google Calendar alert that they still weren't prepared to fight this man <laughs> when he showed up with his guns blazing. I mean, that's like... Oh, he was like, this is not the call of duty? Wait a minute. Right, people don't understand. Like, people just completely uh, in their, like, rush to sort of deal with these tragedies they kind of create this to me this lady is as silly as the people who say like if someone would have had a gun then that would have ended the whole thing right away it's like yes yes it's so many ifs you just really can't determine what would have happened one of the things is and it just if you think about if you look at it on a macro level you think about what what this society is built upon what this country was built upon it was built on a history of violence enslaving people like the native americans getting kicked out of their you know land and on the reservations is just to or in order to gain how how do you how did we get here how did we get to this and it's just like it's a we're built on a history of violence and and that's what some people we we tend to forget like what's hot what's happening our favorite pastime is watching people bash each other 
in the head, like football on Sundays. Every it's a cultural thing. That's yeah. that's our country. That's that's in the in war and video games. Is and when the Trayvon Martin thing happened, people they like what did Geraldo say? Maybe people shouldn't wear hoodies. Right. The guns are all right. The guns, you know, don't 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 wear hoodies, but keep the guns. Part of you me know? thinks that uh, the infatuation and love and clinging to the gun comes from like a deeper psychological place. <laughs> Where yeah. this country was founded on a ambush attack, basically. Yeah. And now there's all of this retribution that's sort of hanging over people's heads. And it's kind of weaved its way into our daily subconscious where people just constantly have this fear of their shit being taken or their life being taken or the next double cross or that retribution coming back and getting what they're oh get you know getting their comeuppance in some sort of fashion where it's like you know this nation was founded on the greatest rules of all time so right you know when are these people that we stole from and took their you know livelihoods and lives even in the dark when are they gonna come back for their shit kind of so right. yeah. I gotta have my gun, and and also uh, something that's a bigger factor, and this is how I view it, because people that are rational thinking and I'm very intelligent, and and everything has to be like X Y equals Z. A lot of people go into victim blaming because they don't want to have to really sit down and, and and analyze that they don't have they don't have a reason why. And uh-huh. a lot of times when you don't have a reason why for a zipper rape, you don't have a reason why, so you blame the victim because you don't really have a reason why this dude raped her. You know, so what did you have on? Because that's what she's saying. You know, th- these teachers right. were helpless. These teachers were weak. You know, you had a bunch of children. They were children. You know, yeah. and, 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 and people act like children know how to handle emergency situations. I don't care how much you tell a child, if this happened, this is what you do. When that panic wave hit that child, all children don't respond the same. Even fucking adults. You can tell right. the adults, you know, in case of a fire, break this glass, they'll run past that glass and run out the building. Yeah. So, it's you fight know. Or, fight or flight. It's yes. an adrenaline pump. It, and, um, I, I, uh, go ahead, Karen. No, no problem. And, and I agree. And, and the thing is that people act like they know what they would do if they were faced with death. You do not know. Everybody has the right thing to say and the right thing to do and the right attitude. And I would have done this and I would have done that. You don't know what you would have done until you are placed in these situations. And so a lot of times people come with the judgment because they feel like they're better than or they feel like they would have survived or they feel like a lot of people get in this safe zone where this can't happen to me so I can judge you. Same thing with rape. I can judge you because I've never been raped before. You know, I can judge you because you know, I don't rape women and things like that. And it's something that's, that, that upsets me when, when you get to the victim blaming of tragic situations like this. Um, Chris, you were going to say something? I just think it's it's really it's hard because it's like how what has to it's, this isn't going to change until we change like like this so the way that we ah it's just it's a, it's com, it's like a comp it's a complex issue and then it's not mm-hmm. it's like we're not going to change unless we change the way we our take on how we how about violence gun violence. Because like these are these are not black kids in the inner city dying. Mm-hmm. These are these are white people, little babies getting killed. 
and you think about these little little caskets that they have to buy, and I don't know what what else more we need to see until something happens. But but there's money, too much money involved. Yeah, it's and real it's, now. Yeah. Like now that it's yeah. it's like uh, Andre three thousand when he talked about crack. But then it was like, you know, but now that now that your children are doing, it's got everybody's undivided attention that we need to stop this epidemic, right? But um, yeah. the thing that I would uh, throw out there is I don't think it'll ever change. I don't think it will either. Me you know, either. everybody gets all riled up about this shit. It's never going to change. No. The cost of having guns in our society is going to be these lives yeah, and it's going to always people, be this way the, the true people want to go ahead Karen, i'm sorry oh, oh no oh, no problem and, and true and and also and i'll get back to with you chris i'm sorry and also what people fail to realize a lot of the places and a lot of the larger cities that have the most restrictive gun laws have the most gun violence mm-hmm. nobody ever really want to talk about these things well what, what what's your point though be, and because you have you were talking about like the laws you have chicago you have new york where they have these really tight and restrictive laws but 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 you're never really going to stop it because these are a lot of this stuff is very unpredictable. And when you were talking about like children dying, yes, suppose this would have been a school in Harlem, people would have been outraged. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it would have been, and it may have been to this point. Don't get me wrong, but for some reason, a lot of people have the tendency, and it's across the board. If the children look like me, all of a sudden I care, regardless of the race. Well, a lot okay, of people get into no, that. Here's the thing: one, there's a lot more Sandy Hooks in America than there is New York. True. So that's one of the reasons people are relating to it more. Um, and, and, and you know, not saying that that's not a racial factor. That obviously, you can't have, uh, you can't isolate race from this. But that mm-hmm. is why, because more people's children go to a Sandy Hook Elementary. Yes, they do. Than yeah. uh, any any school in Harlem. Um type of school uh the other thing too of course you know the victims are children you know the most protect one of the most protected uh people kind of people in america you know Mm -hmm. um so they hit you right where it hurts uh it's like if we can't protect them what can we do but um i just think that there is like the then also we brought up the laws of chicago and stuff that that is that chicken or the egg thing Mm because it's like people are killing each other so we come up with these laws, and but people, but we came up with the laws because people were killing each other. Like it's no real, um, it's like, like, cause some gun people try to turn it into like, well, because there are these laws, that's why there's violence. Mm-mm. But it's like, well, also because there's violence is why there are these laws there. That's right. So it's like, you really can't win for losing in these situations. But look, the point, point blank, man, the, the, the truth of the matter is, People love guns yes, more do. than they love innocent lives. Yes, they do. And that's something that people will even, never admit. Well, even if the idea is I want to protect my daughter and my innocent life and my family's lives by me having a gun. If I say, well, you having that gun also means that legally or un- illegally, a lot of these guns will get into the hands of criminals. They are still going to be like, I don't give a fuck as long as I have my chance yep. to protect my family and my my friends and, and myself. Even if it's a, a bullshit, even if like the average gun gets used against its owner or the average gun gets stolen, like they don't give a fuck about statistics or anything. It doesn't matter because there's a feeling that they want with their gun that it's like, I have a shot. Like I have a chance to 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 win this encounter, and 
you know, like I said, that American psyche, someone's going to take this. Someone's going to come for me. Someone's going to, you know, uh, attack me. I need my weapon. And that is the truth of the matter. People love their guns more than they love those 20 kids. Yes, they do. More like the collective loss of those lives is not enough to stop anyone in the NRA and make them go, we really need to think about this. You know what I mean? That's never going to happen. There's no discussion to be had here. They love guns more than they love those kids dying. And like, that, and, that's it. And you could tell the country was over it on Sunday when the president spoke at the, at, in, in, uh, Oh, we're going to get to that. And yeah. it's like, nigga, we want, get this nigga off TV. I want to watch Tom Brady. I want to watch Bob Berger. Yeah, uh, okay. I, there's an article, um, I don't even know if I should read the rest of that other article. Just, um, I'll put it in chat if people really want to read, read it. it. Yeah. But, um, it basically goes on to be like, you know, wasn't no dudes there. And if it would have been some dudes, then it would have been like Flight 93 and all this shit where those people died. Um, and it's like, they stopped them from reaching the White House. Who knows where they were going, you know, so. When the real hero was that woman that lied and said her kids was at, gen- at, the, at the gym and they, he shot her. And how many of those kids did that woman save? She saved the whole class? Right. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. but she was a woman, so it don't really It you don't know. count. Like yeah. not only did this woman want uh dudes there, she didn't want just men there, she wanted the impossible white man. Yeah. Like she really believed that uh Jack Bauer could have saved all these children. Of course. And that's really what she's talking about. Like Jack Bauer is is a fictional character, man. He Somebody is. walks into anywhere with fucking guns ablazing, people will die. This is the way it works. Um, and we're never going to be able to take that risk out of society. Hmm. Like, not in America because we love guns too much. Yes, we do. What Chris was referring to, this article I read, um, apparently the president addressed the nation about the Sandy Hook uh, tragedy at their elementary school. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, America, uh, you know, we now have Twitter and social media, so we can kind of keep track of who the assholes are and give them enough uh, attention and stuff like that. And uh, yes. these assholes are able to get some attention. NBC preempted the first quarter of the two, of tonight's 49ers Patriots game to show President Obama's speech at the Newton Memorial for victims of Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, now you could have just turned to MSNBC or whatever and watch the game okay. like i did yes you could because i'm not into the disasterbation of these topics like i it was a struggle for me to listen to us three just discuss it again like that <laughs> like that is how like i'm i'm i just i get so like caught up in the idea of, like people want to bitch and argue and get mad at each other but None of this is leading to solutions that will actually stop this shit. Nope. Even the laws that they want to change wouldn't stop someone who's just determined to take innocent lives. It just would not stop them. All you you do is you make it, you make people that want to get guns legally jump through more hoops. Which is fine with me, by the way. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I think, yeah, like people try to use that, like, man, all it's going to do is make make it hard to get a legal gun. Yeah, good. good. Because you should fucking want to, you should have to work hard to have a fucking thing that can take someone's life. You know, I think people get driver's license too easy. It should be fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking death machine. I was was in Target today and I was in line and there was a guy, he was getting some stuff and he had some Mucinex and the lady was like, can I see your ID? Right. See your fucking, like, it was just like, damn. 
it's like a shakedown for him to get some nasal medicine. Right. It's like, but, I know you're doing meth. You're going to be making meth with this, aren't you? Let yeah. me see it. You yeah. know? Sorry. Oh, no, no problem. All right. So, um, um, uh, I don't, Chris, I don't know if you're getting cut off or if it's just, were you trying to say something? No, no, no. I was, okay. I was saying continue. All right, cool. Um, so apparently in this, this, um, in this, uh, article, it says, uh, he go, you know, he went to give his memorial, his speech at the memorial for the victims. As you might expect, many football fans did not take kindly to this. Um, also some Bob Burgers fan. They did not take kindly to this. Here are those idiots led by someone who claims to be a division two football player for the state of Alabama. Uh, Bradley Patterson says, take that nigger off the TV. We want to watch football. And. You gotta think, does any, does he have black teammates? He's gotta have some black teammates. Yeah, he tagged them in, I think he tagged a couple of them in this tweet. Oh, wow. At at Hester52 and at Ty Cooler Than You, who uh, may have deleted their accounts, I don't know. Well, no, Tyler's a white dude, so who knows. Um, Jared's fall says, Obama, you stupid said nigga, get off my TV. You just making the families hurt and miss their kids more. And I want to watch football. Wow. Brandon Ortiz, really? Can't even watch Sunday night football because our nigger prez has to talk. Really? Ortiz, uh, he should be glad he's in this fucking country. Right, exactly. Could have went way, could have went way different for you, Brandon Ortiz. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't want to see some nig making a speech. I want to watch 49ers beat the Patriots. And you know what? Going back to what you said, Roderick, and, and it's a fact. People really don't care. People love right. exacerbating. People love arguing. People love fussing. People just love the idea of making a tragedy about them. But the second the news cycle, quote unquote, moves on, all of a sudden, nobody cares. Yeah, even right. the the caring on social media becomes all about look at me. Like, yes, it does. It's, it's so fucking weird, man. Like, I don't know how people can't see it, but it's just it's so obvious to me. Like, I'll walk away because I just don't want to fight that person because at that point, if you say something to them you're no longer talking about the tragedy they've made it about them you're talking about them so they will take major offense to you saying something like well look it's not realistic to think that we can take all the guns in america back like the government's not going to kick down doors and just take these people's ammunition and guns so that solution that you're pitching is just totally unrealistic and Mm -hmm. because you shot their idea down it's like no now you're talking about me motherfucking you just want these kids to die because you hate kids and you you're like wow i okay i'm out of this this self-righteousness right grandstanding and it's like i have like some of my comedian friends on twitter follow and some people are like no one should try to be a comedian right now no one should try to do this don't make any and people are going to do what they want to do, but it's just like, it's like, shut the fuck up. And if yes, you so- want to grieve and you, if you want to grieve, you grieve in your own way. You don't have to tweet about it. Yeah. And probably none of you, none of them like pray either. My thoughts and prayers, like you don't fucking pray. Somebody said, uh, um, well, a couple things. One, I saw a bunch of people say, well, retweet my blog post on this. 
Yeah. Which is like, yeah, way to make it about you, man. Your your feelings on tragedy is so fucking more important than everybody else's. Let's let's get your retweets up. Let's get your blog visits up. Let that's what needs to happen right now in the wake of this tragedy. And then the the second thing I saw were people going, and nobody better make any jokes about this on my timeline. And I'm like, who are you following? Yeah. one, I doubt that fucking happened. I know it's Because so. cause knowing these people, they would retweet it and they would tell everybody and they would get the the whole crew up and they go riding down these motherfuckers and be like, look who's making jokes. So one, nobody made any jokes. I know they didn't. Or else I would have seen it. And then two, you, you, you're fucking now trying to turn it about you. Like, right. I better not see you make any jokes because I will do. It's like, it's not about you all the time, dude. It's sometimes fucked up shit happens and all you can say is that's sad and you gotta turn away. Yeah, and and sometimes, you know what, and sometimes that's the end of the story. But I think that sometimes because of the social medias and Facebook and Twitter, and there's nothing wrong with these outlets, I think that a lot of times people just feel like they can outlash. And when you have the largest mass shooting in our country's history, the president has got to address this. Right, and if he doesn't, he's an asshole. Yes. Right, yeah, he would lose either way. Uh, while they took off Sunday Night Football to watch this nigger Obama talk about the shooting, nigga, I don't give a fuck, the Patriots playing, and that is from a black dude who and- goes by Japan Vans, and his name is uh, KR3W69-CEO. What do you think he's the CEO of? I wonder what, what, what he's the CEO of. Probably Racism I- Entertainment. I'm assuming so. And you know what? His statement, he was truthful. Uh, you know, uh, the brother was like, look, I don't give a fuck. That's how a lot of people feel, but they don't uh, put that. Everybody's been truthful so far, Karen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would you, you think any of these people are, <laughs> you think any of these people are lying when they call the president a nigger and say, I want to watch football more than this tragedy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, these aren't, these aren't jokes. <laughs> these aren't jokes. That, like Bob Costas said that we're going to change, you change the MSNBC. And we're going to do this so you can go to NBC, you know, you can go to MSNBC and and then the game will be there. But we're going to move this to Sandy Hook and we're going to take this to Newtown and the president's going to speak and the game's going to be on this channel. He said that very clear, very eloquently, maybe like even 20 minutes before the game starts. They said it again and it was just like, really, are you... How, how dare are you? How dare you make me care about these people? You know, yeah. how dare um, you make me change the channel three channels up? <laughs> right on oh, my HD TV. Obama can eat shit trying to make a speech during a football game. Unacceptable. Apparently, this guy has never seen Ray Lewis. Um, <laughs> Liz Michael says, "I'm sorry, cutting into the football game so that gun grabbing nigger can make a political speech." Major fucking, and her shit was too long, but it went to Facebook. Um, <laughs> You have to go to be, you've got to be fucking kidding me, Obama, you stupid motherfucker. It's football time in America, not you to give a speech, you fuck. Damn niggers take up my football time. I want NFL, who I think this guy, Cody Baker, does not get the concept that the NFL is full of niggers. Yeah. Ah! Uh, he needs to, some sort of update on. Yeah, no, nobody informed him. It's not a, white power. I hope he doesn't get an eight. Ambiguous quarterback for the 49ers. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get a HDTV for Christmas, is oh, all I'm saying. He's going to get the shock of his life. Wait a but minute, oh there's colors God. out there? <laughs> nobody told me that. They're all taking up my time. Uh, this nigger interrupted football game. I think that one was by the Hulk, who ah! does not know how to use the word the. 
Um, this nigga interrupt football game. Oh man! <laughs> and then he realizes what he said when he turns into Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there in some giant purple pants with holes in them, like, why? What did I do? What if I <laughs> Racist Hulk? No. Uh, fuck you, hashtag Obama and your stupid speech interrupting hashtag space NFL. Space, uh, hashtag I hate you with I spelled out EYE. Fuck you, Obama, for broadcasting this shit now. You literally suck balls. Hmm. This guy needs ah. to understand what literally means. Devin Graham says Obama get the fuck off the screen while I'm trying to watch the Pats. I don't want to see you, especially during the Pats. <laughs> and those are two hashtags at the end. Um, oh. Fuck you, Obama. Take me back to Sunday Night Football. No disrespect, but get the fuck off my TV, Obama. <laughs> Why? No disrespect. Uh, get the fuck off my TV. And, and you know, fuck you chief executive officer. <laughs> no disrespect free world <laughs> and the sad part is that people act like they couldn't change the channel yeah uh get obama the hell off my screen football on so obama is gonna interrupt my football i want to see tom brady not barack michelle and their fuggly ass kids i feel bad for them kids them kids get the most slander from their daddy at obama why would you interrupt bob's burgers for this fucking depressing shit fuck you honestly i would rather watch the football game than obama talk about the shooting sorry prayers but there's nothing you can do about it now i don't see how her tweet made it in here <laughs> me either that's the nicest tweet <laughs> yeah, that's the nicest tweet out of all the fucked up tweets. This, Everybody, is, the less, this she, is the least fucked up tweet. She made it in here with dudes that are like, fuck you and your nigger lip monkey bitch. And so, and then her tweet is like, honestly, President, it, it's really just not the time. So, and then next dude is like, Obama, I will fuck you in the ass. Like, <laughs> how did her tweet make it in here? I feel so bad for her. And I won't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'll do it just cause, just to be mean. Why? Cause you a nigga. Just so I can vote against gay marriage. <laughs> Obama instead of football, are they nuts? Who cares what the twerp has to say? Hashtag at White House. He doesn't know how hashtags work. Hashtag POTUS. Hashtag NBC. So. Yeah, hashtagging it up, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, man, enough of these things. But good grief, man, people are mad as shit. Uh, hey, uh, Chris, you and uh, your family? Did they get Christmas tree for uh, Christmas? I used to. I, I think they just saved it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it come off better. Did Jay used to get the artificial one or the 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 like the real? We had, one? A, we had an artificial, and then one year we did a we did a real tree. Okay. Yeah, like they, when I was a kid, they used to get into it. real trees. Ain't no joke. A lot of maintenance. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, well, apparently a lot of people, you know, they like the live Christmas trees and stuff like that. I'm sure people in the chat room, they've had, uh, all sorts of live Christmas trees and stuff like that in their house. Um, associate professor Bajot Jordal, an expert on insects, lists springtails, bark lice, mites, moths, and spiders as the most common hitchhikers on a typical Christmas tree. Oh! He explains that most of the critters in the Christmas tree wake up from hibernation upon sensing the warm glow of a festive living room. <gasps> While the number may vary, Jordal says up to 25,000 living creatures may inhabit a tree. Oh, for real? Yeah. That uh, should be in your house. 
yep uh most uh sadly Jordal points out that the fate of most of these unsuspecting visitors uh both chris the christmas tree and the house itself will be very dry also most of the insects don't live off the tree only in it as they cannot feed on the limited plants found in most households the bugs will quickly dry out and die these insects and bugs do not constitute any risk or danger to the people or furniture other than just having bugs all up in your shit word Mm -hmm. why is fluffy scratching that's why (laughs) because <laughs> trees yeah because you know dogs like that shit get all up underneath the tree land all up underneath the tree yeah oh yeah so there you go guys if you're a vegetarian get out of fishing one this is yeah. not oh yeah go ahead chris no i was yeah i agree just get artificial tree yeah mm-hmm. and um get the three-piece one stack it up in layers one two three this is not a uh guess the race but this is just a crazy ass article uh police this is the police report i responded to 201 zion hill road in reference to a domestic disturbance on scene i spoke with shannon shannon states her husband had been in a bad mood for some time on today's date shannon states she was leaving to go to the store for several items shannon asked michael if he had passed gas shannon stated it was bad enough to cause her to almost puke (gasps) Shannon states she got some vanilla scented Lysol and sprayed it. <laughs> Shannon states she did not spray it on Michael, only in his area. As Shannon turned to leave the resident, Michael began complaining that Shannon had sprayed the Lysol in his eyes. Michael had a plastic bottle of water in which he threw water on Shannon and then threw the bottle. Damn. Shannon states that it was a glass of tea and that the glass hit her on the back of the head. Shannon then continued to leave as Michael went to sink to the sink to wash his eyes. Shannon wished to prosecute Michael for striking her in the head with the glass. A written statement was obtained from Shannon. I then proceeded to 513 Gaston Drive to speak with Michael. Michael states that he had passed gas due to an upset stomach. This got Shannon upset. Michael states Shannon came to his face and sprayed the Lysol in his face, getting it in his eyes. Michael states he did splash water on Shannon and threw the plastic bottle striking Shannon's back. As Shannon left, Michael went to wash his eyes in the kitchen sink. A written statement was obtained from Michael upon my original arrival to the residence. There was a clear liquid in the back door and floor. This is not consistent with tea, but believed to be water. I spoke with Judge Sherlin in reference to this incident due to lack of probable cause and a lack of intent to cause harm. No warrant was issued. Who wrote this? Police officer. They gotta be thorough. That's why they don't shoot people. Hell no. You know how many fucking words this shit would be if he yes. dispensed a bullet? Wow. Man, it'd be like a 15,000 word essay. But, uh. Um, like the Moby Dick of police reports. Sorry. That fell flat. But I, I just think that it's funny that, um, she, that, that, uh, she, uh, had a version of the story. Like, I kind of believe half of both of their stories yeah a little bit of both like i think she did spray that shit in his face and he did hit her with something like with some water in it yeah but but uh yeah i i I don't think that is as simple as uh she tried to put it out but yeah i thought that was hilarious this uh mad about something else and that fart just took it to another level like maybe he didn't take oh yeah she they was fussing yeah they was fussing about something she was like nigga did you just fart then that's that it went on from there and that's why i tell people don't fart around each other and they go rod that's crazy you can't hold it yes you can if it's that or a bottle upside the head what would you do yeah be a gentleman be a lady hold your farts people okay even after the love is gone 
It's not too ah. much to ask to hold your farts. It's just being a proper person at that point. Um, <laughs> uh, we also have more articles. Uh, let me put this gas, the one for the gas in the chat. All right. Um, we also have some guests to race. Are you ready to play some guests to race, uh, Chris? Yes, I'm excited. I'm ex- more excited to hear people's uber racist uh, remarks on the, in the chat. Well, is you know, link, is there a link that I could get to see them that won't mess up the? I can the put audio? it. I can put it in the um, Skype, the Skype for you mm-hmm. if okay. you want to see the results after you guess. Yeah. All right, um, all right. So everybody's got the racism caps on. Let's get ready to play some guess the race. All right. A Tennessee man assaulted the mother of his three-month-old son after she refused to make him some Kool-Aid. <laughs> A word. Oh, black. I like the way that you. <laughs> 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 you know how they <laughs> how the news. And some cool. <laughs> Robert Joseph Atkins, 31, was charged with aggravated kidnapping, domestic well, violence. Damn. Domestic. Wait a minute. Did that, see, wait a minute. Did he kidnap the sugar? That's, that's like a, that's a, a red herring. Because do black people, like, you, can you like Kool-Aid and kidnap? Like, mm. if you're black, like, ah. nobody's taking a kid. Like, I don't know. This would be interesting. Not to mention, uh, it's a red herring because that's also probably the flavor of the Kool-Aid. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Domestic violence and violating a protection order following the incident early Monday at the woman's Knoxville resident. Now, how was he violating the protection order? He must have already been there violating that order, right? And then he beat her over the Kool-Aid. Wow. Uh, Atkins is pictured in a Jason mugshot, which none of you guys can see right now. The victim told Anderson County Sheriff's Department deputies that Atkins, her boyfriend, arrived at her home and refused demands to leave the premises around 4.30 a.m. Atkins asked the woman to make him some Kool-Aid, and after the victim stated no, the defendant jumped up and started striking her in the face. Damn. At- yeah, he was serious about that Kool-Aid. It was sad, too, because then, like, the Kool-Aid man bust in, but then he didn't want to be a witness, so then he Oh, yeah. Out. Oh, no. Like, Domestic oh, balance. no. <laughs> I've made a mistake. <laughs> Did you see anything? Oh, oh no. No. Oh. Uh, Atkins subsequently fled the home with the pair's infant son. That's how I got the kidnapping. But not before allegedly taking the victim's keys and cell phone. He was later arrested after being found hiding in the bathroom of a nearby apartment. The baby was returned to his mother. He told deputies that she told deputies, she told deputies that Atkins had no parental rights to the child. Investigator, oh, it's funny how it's just like a woman. You know what I'm saying, fellas? Soon as you beat her over some Kool-Aid and kidnapped the baby, now that baby ain't yours. <laughs> Oh, okay, but when we was in child support court, or want me to go on more, it was my baby, right? Mm-hmm. Baby looked just like me until I'm beating you over the head because you don't know how to take uh, some great Kool-Aid out of the package. Okay, I see. It's just me, though, right? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Investiga- investigators noted that the victim had a swollen eye and redness and bruising of the skin, which she stated the defendant struck her. Charged with one felony and three misdemeanors, Atkins is being held in the county jail in lieu of $300,000 bail. Uh, so this nigga will not be getting out. Uh, he is scheduled for an appearance wow. Tuesday. Guess the race of Mr. Allen. Try to pay in Kool-Aid packages, that's why. Yeah. He's, bi- he's biracial. 
I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Atkins, Robert Joseph Atkins. Uh, biracial? What are the two races? Because he took a kid, and black dudes don't do that. So what? What? Are, what two races are you mixing? Black, black and white. Okay, so he's black. All right, let's check the chat room. <laughs> he's a cornball. He's a cornball brother. Yeah. Newport smoking wigger, so she thinks it's a white dude. A cheddar who would have left the baby if he was black, and he is still wow. Wow, he is still in jail. Count Blackula, Ray Carew's nephew, one, <laughs> one whose gums are purple from gargling purple drink, a coon that orders boneless shrimp and red lobster, high ass bell and fighting over Kool Aid, Crenshaw Pete Black, menthol smoking monkey, black wet dog white, scientific name nigga is a coonus. <laughs> one who would be called a nigger while giving a speech about the victims of a school shooting during Monday Night Football. Oh, <laughs> uh, he took the kid. He is certainly not black. Rob Parker with the Trinidad James Flea Market Grill and nigga, nigga, nigga. The correct answer is black. Wow. Yeah, it was a black man. Yeah. <laughs> the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid should have gave it away. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Here's another story for guest the race. Uh, this is about a school bus driver. Who, uh, went ham and we are kids. learning more tonight about a Dauphin County school bus driver who was fired and charged for bringing a toy gun on board his bus. The incident happened Monday afternoon. Police announced charges at a press conference yesterday. Tonight, our Megan Healy tracked down the 73-year-old driver to get his side of the story. Megan. Well, as you guys know, this was a story that incited a lot of panic among students and parents Monday afternoon as word spread that this driver had possibly threatened some of the students on board. But upon learning this was a toy gun, we figured there had to be more to this story, and it turns out there is. Talk to kids. Um, they try to identify. They give kids chances. They're just like parents. 73-year-old Ronald Jones says he started driving a bus post-retirement when things got tight in the downed economy. He says it was a tough job, but worth it. And nobody appreciates your effort when you try to turn kids into men and women. But his latest career route came to a screeching halt Monday as he was transporting students from Dauphin County Technical School. A call came in on the radio instructing him to pull over. The police got there and they said, you know, come walk and the students were all out hanging out the bus and you know, I was taken behind and frisked like a common criminal. Frisked because police needed to make sure he wasn't armed. The reason? He had a toy weapon on the bus, a Tommy gun left over from a birthday party. He says he brought it for a couple of four-year-olds who come onto his bus every day to hang out while their moms pick up older siblings. I thought, well, maybe they would like this. So I actually took it with the intent of, of giving it away. After playing with it, though, the boys gave it back. Jones says that's when school let out and one of his regular passengers asked him what he was holding. And I made a, probably it turned out to be a bad joke. Um, that I like worked. when the dude that lost his job is like, still believes in his joke like a comedian that just bombed. Hey man, that shit worked, dog. <laughs> Man, they just didn't get it, man. It's a bad, see, this is a bad room. You know, you get. I'm not feeling this room, man. The lights. This worked in, this worked in Houston. Didn't get my setup, man. (laughs) Didn't get introduced right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to laugh? It's (laughs) Ronald the bus driver. (laughs) Oh my 
Oh. Uh, this is for the bad kids. And I laughed, showed it that it was really a, a toy. He says that student then got on the bus and during the ride managed to call police. Jones was charged with disorderly conduct and terminated by the bus company. He says he understands, but he's humiliated and hopes people know he meant no harm. I always want to do good for the kids. And part of the reason of driving was because uh, I thought I could help. Now, again, Jones, who told us he has no criminal record, is charged with summary disorderly conduct, meaning if found guilty, he'll have to pay a fine. The former arm, or the Army veteran and former physician's assistant, excuse me, told me he will soon begin a search for a new job, but not that's as a bus driver. Bad, we'll yeah, he got fired on that shit, man. Yeah, man, that's sad. Uh, yeah. I mean, fucking dumbass. Like, I think, like, well, you shouldn't have talked about it. He's yeah, black. now see, personally, my feeling is he deserved to get fired. That's, yeah, that's dumb as yeah. shit. Uh, but, um, second of all, what, what race did you go with? Black? Black, yeah. Alright, let me check the chat room. Uh, let's see, uh, where are these guesses at? I gotta scroll up. Uh-oh. I might have to scroll up. No, I don't see it. Uh, Karen, you didn't ask this time. I just want to make sure I'm not. No, I'm sorry. I was okay. I, no, was, no. I was slow to the punch. No problem. It's no problem. Uh, one whose brother recently lost his job driving his bus for uppercutting a female person. Uh, cheddar, 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 Trinidad James Royce, Morgan Freeman, trying to be nucky a little too much white. I don't. I did not know I could not do that because every nigga knows they should not do that. White. Rosa Parks dream made it to the back of the bus to the front. Black. Bleach colored killer of Native Americans through whiskey and gambling can't see the problem blinded by his white privilege super saltine. Uh let's see. Uh all gold everything Negro. Oh my. <laughs> black and one with purple guns. Correct answer is black. It was black. Oh no. A lot of people went with white uh, on that uh. one. Uh speaking of white power. Uh, the NYU Cheese Club was, uh, has, has been immediately, Uh was immediately shut down Wednesday as a result of a seventh month long sting operation headed by the NYU Public Safety. All 38 members of the club were taken into custody and immediately turned over to the NYPD. Over 20 blocks of white cheddar with hand carved racial epithets were found at the scene. Oh, we got racial cheese now? Uh, so they were white. They were planning on making their signature Aryan Alfredo. Oh. Ah! Oh no. The cheesiest. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the club's Facebook page, which claims, don't worry, this is a judgment free zone. Yeah, unless you're one of these racial slurs, I assume. Yes. <laughs> it's judgment free, except for you kites, niggas, chinks, spooks, yes. jigaboos. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's creative. I never would have thought putting that cross debris. <laughs> <laughs> is that monster you have there? <laughs> Don't worry. This is a judging free zone. It was discovered by, to be a hub of organizing secret meetings and other racist activities. The group leader, Kyle Marsh, son of Stan Marsh? The fuck? Uh, Kyle Marsh seemed, uh, seemed completely oblivious to the group's impending shutdown posting this seemingly innocuous post in the groups ju- in the group just two days ago life is gouda 
from Kyle Marsh. Ah, that Gouda. Four people like this. Also, it says Kyle Marsh likes angry Aryans and like <gasps> like this page. <laughs> uh, WashingtonSquareLocal dot com will have more as the story develops. Um, what, what the fuck? I said, are we are we playing against the race on no, this one? I'm about no. to say no. To, I've told y'all, I'm, I, stop being surprised with these white people eating this cheese, man. <laughs> y'all got to stop this they, shit. They oh. have a cheese club, like they have. So much free time on their hands. They are so organized. I keep forgetting so to put these. That they have a fucking cheese club. I keep forgetting to put these links in the chat yeah, and uh, have Skype. To them. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll send it to Chris too. It's my bad. Um, the, the the first one I'm putting in is the Kool Aid Domestic Assault. I know you guys want to know about that. <laughs> ah! uh, fire bus driver. Uh, put that in the in here next. So um, you guys can check that one out. Put that in Skype too. Life is Gouda, unless you're a monkey who eats monkey cheese. <laughs> I like that his ah. status is like uh, afterwards is like he also happens to like angry Aryans. Just you know, you should like this too. <laughs> like really, Facebook is that what we doing? Well, that's a little bit a uh, little bit risky of a promotion there, ain't it though? Uh, all right, so th- those are the articles we've done so far. Um, Ellie Jaycox, 17 years old, says that her 34K breasts are ruining her life. K? K. But she faces a four-year wait to have them reduced. Why four years? Well, let's go. Let's see. My boobs are agony. Girl, 17, says 34K breasts are ruining her life. Puberty is a tough time for teenage girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether developing too quickly or too slowly, that change in shape can be a source of much anguish. Spare a thought, then look for Ellie Jaycock, who is just at set, just 17 years old, at, has size 34K breasts. I know her bras are expensive as fuck. She's been diagnosed with a rare condition that causes rapid breast development from the onset of puberty onwards. Whew. Now, Does Ellie. Bruce to have that? I, I don't know. I was I, probably. She had to. Be, she had to get a reduction. Now Ellie, a student at East Low Cornwall, is dedicated. Oh, so she's one of those Cornwall sisters. Okay. <laughs> Do we have a picture of this girl? Uh, yeah, but it's guess the race. It's guess the race. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll post it as soon as it's done. Is desperate to have surgery to reduce the size of her breast, saying that they are causing crippling back pain. I believe that. Yeah. But, but doctors have refused to operate until she's twenty-one and has stopped growing. Ellie, who is five foot four inches and weighs nine and a half stone. Oh my god. She's from like the UK. Yeah. One stone. Oh, I was about to say nine and a half stones. Yeah, that's their measuring time. One stone of which is her breast. Uh, says that her breasts haven't changed for nine months, but doctors still refuse to operate. She's a slim size 10, but has to wear a size 18 top to accommodate her breasts. My boobs are ruining my life, she says in an interview with Closer Magazine. I have chronic back pain and I've lost all my confidence. Really? I doubt that. Girls call me you know slagging. No, I, I, I believe that. And one of the things is for the fact that 
you got these big ass titties, so you constantly have dudes staring at you, constantly have dudes harassing you, drooling over your big ass titties. You you just want to cover them up and just just want them to go away. Yeah. And I, I guess dudes don't really have to deal with that, so they don't understand a lot of harassment that women with big titties have to deal with. They're like, why would you get it reduced? It's a reason why. Yeah, I know a humble brag when I see one. Um, and this I is that. Yeah, this is the same thing that do on um, uh the strange sex who had the 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 largest penis in the world and kept being like, you know, it rules my confidence with the women and then every date ah. he was on he would lead with I have the hugest penis in the world. Like he's like, Yeah, the women, you know, a lot of time they just like perk right up and want to talk about it and it's just so demeaning to my confidence. Like, shut the fuck up. Nothing yeah, seventeen year old girl with huge beat. titties. Uh, and then she has all these pictures from her Facebook and she's all posing with her titties and shit. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you seem really fucking just Is she depressed. really good? What's the link to her Facebook? I'll, I'll send it out. Uh, <laughs> she called. I'm for research. Girls call me a slag and people scream. Who do you think you are, Jordan? I don't know how I'll cope until I'm 21. Like, who sees titties and goes, who do you think you are, though? You'll be amazed. You have other girls like me in the itty bitty titty committee jealous of you because you, you do not have itty bitty titties. titties. Please stop trying to act like you can identify with that life. <laughs> this, 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 this is the problem. But I can't identify with those. Women, women do all this, do this shit constantly, man. They just turn into whatever it is they want to be. Like, no, she, she is getting, there's no article on her if her titties are 34B. That's right. Nobody cares. No, like, they don't. She got some big ass titties and she humble bragging. Now, sure, they hurt her back and I'm sure she's going to get them reduced as soon as she can. I would. But come on, man. she She's in this article for a reason. She ain't that embarrassed. Wait till y'all see these pictures. At first, Ellie's breasts seemed to be developing normal, but she brought her first bra at size 34B when she was 12 years old. But from then on, Ellie began, bust began to increase in size dramatically. At 13, her breast grew from a C cup to a double D cup during the summer holidays. Damn. Damn. She began to suffer shooting pains in her breast as well as crippling shoulder and back ache. She became very popular at school the next year, and every dude wanted to talk to her suddenly. Of course. <laughs> By the time she was four, I added that. By the time she was 14, <laughs> she became a 34F bra. Her stepmother, Sandy, 39, a teaching assistant, and, Rich, and father, Richard, 44, an electrician, took his, their daughter to see the doctor who referred Ellie to a specialist. Who came in there with a shotgun. He's like, you got to see these. That's what that's that's how the call went from the, to the specialist. Now you ain't gonna believe this. <laughs> hey man, I'm sending over somebody to you, man. You ain't gonna believe this. They grow by the hour. Don't forget my reference fee. Uh, she was diagnosed with the condition and prescribed painkillers and hormones to slow down the growth. But the drugs failed to work. Months passed, and Ellie's bus drew to an H cup. The back pain became excruciating. A shy girl who disliked confrontation, Ellie was devastated to find she was soon was soon singled out by bullies. <laughs> what? I believe that. Her titties turned to uh, element on a periodic table. <laughs> yeah, potassium titties. <laughs> right. Vitamin K's. Class- it potassium K is not the element. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. You got it right. Damn. Yeah. All yeah, right. You smart dog. Hey, the other thing too. <laughs> The other thing too is like, uh, what kind of stuff does a bully say to somebody with big titties though? Look at you with your big titties and popularity and 
You you are, you are talking about teenagers that get jealous over the most stupid ass shit. So I completely understand this. <laughs> like there's some kid that like reads Iron Man and gets a wedgie every day and punched in his balls. Who's like, no, this is bullying. <laughs> But they talk about my titties constantly. It's like, yeah, um, they uh, keep punching me in my face constantly. I, I'll, I'll trade. Ah. I will trade with you. Um, classmates say her nickname, Titty Tania, uh, and the the strangers on the street shout shouted abuse at her, mocking her for what assume they assume were gross implants. Oh, so some people. <laughs> I yeah. like that people see her and they go. Oh my God, I have to say something about those implant titties. Like, uh, if I just see titties on the street, I just think to myself, nice titties and right click save ass. Because people are stupid and everybody feel like they got to let you know the obvious shit that's happening. At 15, Ellie and her family pleaded with doctors to allow her to have her H cup breast reduced. But because of the likelihood of her body changing further, Ellie was told she would have to go on a waiting list until she was 21. Doctors agreed that performing surgery too soon could cause harm to her breasts and that the possibility that her milk ducts could be damaged, making breastfeeding difficult in the future. The operation would, well, it's going to be difficult no matter what. I know it's so. The operation would cost about 7,000 pounds privately, uh, a price Ellie, who is now studying hotel management at college, could not afford. So it looks like she'll be having to get into the porn industry. Oh, you know, they, they staring at her. They were like, ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, you know, somewhere like uh, Hugh Hefner's like, what, what's the problem? Why can't we get her? and while ellie has left the school bullies behind she is still attracting unwelcome attention she tells closer that she had to leave a work placement and restaurant last summer after she found a cartoon of herself in the staff room that said her husband will never need pillows Oh, no. Wow. Wow, they really went there, man. See, this is the type of bullying that, uh, <laughs> you just hate to see, just hate to see a kid go through something like this, man. It could be very traumatic for the rest of your life. Like, for real, Your yes. husband will yeah. never. Yeah, she's going to hear that in her sleep, man. Just uh, so sad, you know. I'm sure all those purple nurples and fucking, <laughs> ah! That time that Torrance tried to beat me up for my Walkman, I'm sure that that's completely fucking different. Um, you know, if I could, if I could have her be beat up for her Walkman and I had to live with the shame of huge titties and attention, I would never trade places. I would never trade places. Ah. I find it hard to meet boys because I get suspicious about why they're talking to me. Uh, ma'am, you don't need to be suspicious. It's because you have huge titties. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, that is easy. <laughs> they, they see your titties and they're what, 17 and shit, whatever the age. Well, if they're 50, it's because your titties. They of don't course. know anything about you other than that when they first meet you. I just feel it's unfair that no one will help me, she says. So I like how basically she's using these titties to get the money for this operation by putting that out there. No one will help me get my titties reduced. Look at these big ass titties. Like, okay, I will help you if I can get some of those titties. Why are you even talking to me? It's because of your titties, like you said in the article. Well, you. Well, I'm insecure now. I have no confidence. Well, I, I guess showing your titties will get it reduced. And then she dissed all the girls that would be on her side and said, at least girls with flat chest can use special bras to boost their bust, but I can't hide my boobs. So there you go. 
if you thought you had if y'all thought you had some woman camaraderie no in your face too your flat chest i guess so are we playing guess the race yes yeah, guess the race uh chris what race do you think she is she's white okay let's check the chat room and see what they believe a race is um l she has huge utter having queen elizabeth white cheese making cow uh want big booze eat more cheese white ungrateful no dental work having hogwarts reject british cheddar wow. keloid resistant white milky white tit ass some <laughs> someone who's doing egasaki bombs on the 31st cuz come on son uh pam anderson only white people get shit like this lol ccc sarah j's cousin stunning with a puppy on them titties in facebook pics while a uh, white i mean kayla cleavage <laughs> that's good <laughs> sophie d white that is also good the white <laughs> i shouldn't i sophie know sophie d is great because sophie d is like from the uk right mm-hmm. and she got ass too yeah. Uh, although I preferred her with the uh, dark hair too, I like I like that she changed her hair. Uh, the white girl who was in the Chappelle skit who wanted to get rid of her big titties. Uh, the correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. White girl. And you could tell because there was an article on it. That's how you can tell. Nobody cares about black I titties. That's the truth. The white man would have been dissing the black titties, the pure African titties from the Nile, the mother of existence. We've been like, black woman wants welfare handout to reduce titties. Shame for shame. <laughs> uh, alright, let me, uh, streamline this, get a couple more articles in. Um, let's get some guest arrays. Some of these articles are just random. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a mother daughter team who wants to do porn together. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh yes! That's what somebody just said. Uh, a mother and daughter in Tampa, Florida. Oh, Florida! Have a unique way of expressing family togetherness by creating a pornography site. You, you didn't post them titties for everybody. I did oh. put them. I'm pretty sure I put them in the chat. I didn't put these in chat. I did not put these I in chat. She, she's like, uh, yeah, I put them in the chat. Okay, I don't no fuck what they talking about. I see. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, guys, the, I have fuck, to go. <laughs> Funniest thing about this article, if you scroll down to the bottom, are all of the bragging ass pictures of her with her titties. Yeah. That's when I was like, no, fuck this humble brag ass chick. She's lying like shit with the, I lost my confidence. Ma'am, you are taking pictures of yourself in your underwear and putting it on Facebook. Oh, okay. You yeah. lying like shit. You are lying like, I don't know why guys like me. Is it the fact that I took a picture in my, in my bra and my panties or is it just that my personality and my big boobs? Ma'am, humble brag. Your big I'm boobs. They got nothing to do with your personality. Uh, anyway, back to the story. The duo, known collectively as the Sextons, with three X's, of course. Oh, Lord. Like many porn performers don't give out their last names, Jessica, the mom, and Monica, the daughter, have been creating kinky content for their self-titled website for the past year and have just released a DVD. Oh, word, you put your face out there and everybody can see you. You think your husband or your brother or your child, other than his daughter, Ain't gonna re- ain't gonna realize you like somebody the PTA ain't gonna be surfing the neck one day watching their phone going hey, is is that Barbara from the P- and, PTA yeah. meeting? 
in order to confirm the sextons are really related and not just claiming that it's a marketing gimmick, the Huffington Post reviewed both women's driver's license and their private Facebook pages as well as private family photos going back 20 years. Although mother and daughter have sex in the same room at the same time, often with the same male or female partner, they insist that their encounters are not incestuous. For legal and personal reasons, they don't actually touch each other during sex scenes. Oh, can you charge for incest? Right. So they they suck the same dick though. Right. They'll share. They'll share a dick, but not each other. That's too far. That's too far. We gotta have standards, people. Uh, we don't have a problem doing two on one. Jessica fifty six explained to the Huffington Post. We will have sex with one man, but not interact with each other. Monica, 22, said the kinky choreography is a lot more difficult than her mom makes it sound. It's not easy to do. Our lips never touch, and that can be a problem when filming. Yeah, because sometimes you need your lips to touch when you're on both sides of that cock. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay, so 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 they don't so they don't eat each other out or anything like that, do you? No, okay. no. They're just there to watch. You know how sometimes you watch your mom have sex with a dude, no, and then you no, have sex with her and she watches you? Mm, I don't know nothing about that life. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, you know, to different strokes, literally. I guess it is for different folks. Uh, those precautions, the Sexton said, are what keeps their scenes from legally being incestuous, even if experts like Beverly Hills psychiatrist Dr. Carol Lieberman, uh, who has never treated the Sextons, considers their activities to be emotional incest. This crosses so many lines, it's like a labyrinth, Lieberman told Huffington Post. If if they're not having sex with each other, it has to be titillating to one or both of them. So it crosses lines since sexual arousal comes into the mix. Uh, I would read the rest, but uh, guess the race, Chris. They're white. But white? It's like, I, you got to think, like, so how do they know that it's not? Is, is there, like, a standards and practice person on, on the set of the porn to make sure their lips don't touch or... You know, it must, must be. Gotta, yeah, gotta be. Gotta be somebody watching it or being sure they don't break state laws or something like that. Let me check the chat room. It says, members of the Aryan Cheese Eaters Club, Cersei and Jamie Lannister's grandma and auntie, I just can't, Flora Obama White, <laughs> Kim Kardashian Power Becky White, Take Me Fucking the Dog White, one who puts artificial reindeer antlers on their car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> old Becky, old Becky, and her daughter Becky, two cuckold and backwoods ass cheese eating slow motion white porn hoes, wet vagina, wet back, Electra, Electra, and Hamlet's mama Wizite. The correct answer is white. And you know what? At least they getting porn and getting paid for. You know, a lot of people do that shit. They don't get paid for it. Right. Good for them, Karen. I think you're right about this. (laughs) I'm serious. You're going to sleep with family members get a paycheck. Yeah. You always see the positive side of it. And that's what I love. That's right. You know, if you're going to be staring at Mama, you're going to rape me with daddy or cousin or somebody else we probably relate to in the room. At least give me a paycheck. Yeah. You're going to be staring. Precious's mom. Go ahead, finish me off, girl. What did you say in the movie? I don't remember, man. I hate that movie and erased it from my mind. Um, <laughs> you know, anytime you're gonna be staring into the void of your daughter's vagina, you, you just you don't want to be getting paid for it. And I agree with you, Karen. That's right. Uh, Roberts pulled a three foot samurai sword and a kitchen knife on a store clerk, and the whole thing was caught on camera. This isn't guess the race. This is sword ratchetness. Uh oh. Robert- <laughs> I know we need theme music for that or something. Uh, the only theme music we need is that that music from Kung Fu movies and Kill Bill. Whenever they see, <laughs> whenever they see enemies and shit. Um, 
the robbery took place at Petro Mart gas station in New Bedford over the weekend. The thief and his partner only got away with $84 and some cigarettes. We've had machetes. We've had a hammer. I think one time we've had little blades. We've had bats. Wow. But never really a sword. So it's a first for me, says store owner Tony Khalif. And you mean tell me that this person stayed through all this? I bet he's not from here. You know, can't seems, be. Seems like a dude that's like from war torn Liberia or some shit, and he just comes. Yeah, he was over like, here. "This ain't nothing." Yeah, he's like, "Shit, a knife? That's it? Shit, this is." I call that Tuesday. The robbers would crouch down on the curb for several minutes waiting for customers to leave. Then they marched right in the store and attacked the clerk. When one of the men pulled out the Ah. sword, the clerk fought back. He grabbed the sword with his hand and he realized it wasn't very sharp, so he started pulling on it a bit. Uh, Khalif says in his 20 years of the business, he's never seen anything like this. He just grabbed... He's just glad his clerk got away and with just a couple of bruises. A friend of ours, he got shot here trying to stop a robbery. And that's the first thing that does come to mind. You know, every time I walk in the door, that's what I think about. We're glad nobody got hurt this time. <laughs> After that incident, Khalif installed these cameras and a panic button. Uh, now he plans to add even more cameras and a gate to the cash register, especially since the two robbers are still on the loose. So just crazy, man. Um, all right, we got a couple more guests to race, um, articles, uh, and one more stab, one more sword article. A man was stabbed with a samurai sword, Grand Junction, Colorado. Grand Junction authorities say a man will walk away with just a few stitches after being stabbed by a Grand Junction resident with a samurai sword. Police responded. To the to his house Saturday afternoon after reports of a stabbing, according to police, there was a domestic violence dispute involving a man and a woman living together. Responding authorities say the woman called her father to help. When he showed up, he was stabbed with a samurai sword in the back of his right leg by the other male. Damn. And that's why you don't go over to help your daughter with domestic violence. Okay. Then we all learned a lesson. You tell here. her to get her ass the hell away from there. Right. There's just like that shooting article, just because a man shows up doesn't mean shit. Hell no. Sometimes they're a bigger punk-ass bitch than the women. Yeah. Now it's just two people cut with swords. Say that again. Um, there was some yelling and fighting, and the girl was telling somebody to stop to knock it off. Then it was really quiet. All of a sudden, there were cops in an ambulance and a fire truck next door, uh, said Anita Johnson, a neighbor. Uh, the, the police say the father was stabbed. He punched the suspect in the nose. The suspect was arrested Saturday evening. However, due to ongoing nature of the investigation, no additional information was released. So, <sighs> crazy. Um, this, let me, uh, get to a couple more guests to race. Thank God. Yeah, here we go. All right. Everybody get your racism caps on. Here we go again. An orange city woman nearly drowned. When her infuriated husband held her face down in their dog's water bowl after an argument over a frozen pizza. Whoa, what? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what kind? Was it DiGiorno? Was it a good kind? He would have thought that was delivery, Karen. Oh, my bad. Maybe that's the argument. <laughs> Maybe they was arguing about yeah, that. <laughs> this would be the worst DiGiorno commercial ever. <laughs> No! <laughs> Why you lying to me? You know this delivery. Who been in this house? It's not. It's I, just, I just baked it. Don't you see the box? Bitch, you gonna drown in this dog water until you tell me what a motherfucking delivery man is. A Kelly Price song is playing in the background. <laughs> 
Oh, oh that's the one with Mr. Big on it and shit. <laughs> like that's so like how does she almost drown in a dog bowl how much water is in that dog bowl oh i don't know man maybe he's just mushing that hard as old rock and ro- rollers belted out tunes on the tv during a benefit concert wednesday night so that's what was in the old rock and rolls plan 59 year old deborah watson thought she was gonna die as a result her husband richard watson is sitting in the Volusia County Branch Jail charged with attempted murder and battery. The episode is the second time this week. The county, uh, in this county, an argument about food ended in injury or death. It all started be- just before 10 p.m. at the Watson residence on Volusia Avenue, police said, when Deborah Watson asked Richard Watson to watch the much held 12-12-12 concert with her wow. on TV. Richard Watson was watching TV in another room of the house, and once his program was over, he sat down with his wife to watch her show. Well, sounds like everything is going fine. When Deborah Watson brought out a frozen pizza that had been cooking in the oven, uh, things got heated. Complaining that the pizza crust was raw, Richard Watson flung his dinner plate into the front door. Oh my. Jesus. Deborah Watson followed suit, throwing her own plate into the front door. Obviously, wanted to be everywhere. Obviously, she wanted to be treated like an equal. She got an equal ass whooping, Karen. Yes, she did. That prompted Richard Watson to tackle his wife, grab her head, and shove her face into the family's dog water bowl. I like that he's like, no, I throw the plates. (laughs) (laughs) You did not do this. I told you this is this was not delivery. Why you lying to me? I'm the one who acts crazy. You won't be crazy. Everybody gonna be crazy today. And I'm a bigger fool than you, bitch. Yeah, I'm I'm the craziest. That a good old fashioned crazy off. Yes, they did. He won. Uh, the bowl is five inches across and had about three inches of water in it. Uh, she felt her life was going to end. Deborah Watson told police that while her husband was holding her head down in the water, she heard him say, I'm going to kill you. She said she had no idea whether her husband was keeping her head down with his hand or whatever, or whether it was his knee or her head. Uh, on her head, I'm sorry. Somehow Deborah Watson broke free, but then she found herself up against the corner of the living room near the front door as Richard Watson tried to strangle her. Well, damn. All this over some pizza. I feel like there are some underlying issues that happened before the pizza. Oh, shit, at least if you're going to get your ass whipped, better be a real pizza man involved. When the Kool-Aid man arrived at the house, he said, oh, no, and backed out and pretended <laughs> yes, not to say did. anything. Yes, he oh, did. no. Wrong house. <laughs> When officers arrived at the house, Richard Watson told them he had only held his wife in order to prevent her from breaking any more dishes. And then See? he left. Like the Kool-Aid man comes in. Oh, you should have got a door <laughs> You know. Oh, no. <laughs> I, like, I, like the, I like the thing of the Kool-Aid man and showing up before the violence happens to tell you it's about to happen. Oh yes! Oh no! This piece is not done well enough. <laughs> this is wrong. Excuse this big ass hole I just made on the side. Use this as a way of an escape. Oh man! Oh well. <laughs> uh, when officers arrived at the house, Richard Watson told him he'd only held her to keep her from breaking any more dishes. He said he never hit her and that she gets mad for no reason. Nah, just like a woman. Am I right, fellas? Ah. Uh, 
Nervous told police that the row had been going on for for at least an hour before the officers arrived and that they could hear things breaking inside the apartment. In a brief telephone interview Thursday, Deborah Watson said that she had no idea what the fight was about and blamed the underdone pizza on her husband, saying he was the one who cooked it. She didn't, she didn't want to talk about the attack earlier this week. Police say a 55 year old Holly, well, who cares about the earlier week? That dude died. Now, let's get back to, uh, uh-huh. guess the race. What is the race of Mr. Richard Watson, wife beater? And lover of done pizza. You're watching a 1212 concert. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say white. Alright, going with white. Let's check the chat room. Um, see what they say. It's not delivery. It's Pineapple Express stoner-ass white folks fighting over pizza. Toothless meth making ah. I'll fuck my mother on camera for money cheese eating crackers. Non-swimming black because she damn near drowned in that dog bowl. <laughs> Congo, <laughs> Congo live good old moon crickets. Uh, there wasn't enough cheese on the pizza, so you gonna sleep with the doggies white? Oh, Papa John. <laughs> Papa John and Ike Turner and Rick James Camara. The, the pizza probably had too much cheese on it. It needed to be cooked longer. White one who believes the moon was made of cheese, so they built a spaceship to have a taste Aww. beyond the pale white. The correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. It was a white couple, y'all. I was so sure that Watson was gonna throw everybody off. Y'all saw right through that and got right to the whiteness. Well, I don't know how y'all did it. Uh, yeah, a lot of, most people say white. A stranger, oh, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Uh, a man with a tat that read sniper entered a school PE class and asked for beer. What? A stranger later identified as Anthony Edward Warren, 32, came out uh, on the campus on a middle school in Gainesville, oh, Florida, strolled through a PE class with a hundred kids asking the staff members for food and beer. <laughs> Warren, Warren, ah, that's I, sir. Warren reportedly uh, sported a tattoo that said "Sniper." This is after the fucking attack on the kids, y'all. What? This is and after that that this dude decided that he was him and his sniper tattoo needed to tour the school for for pizza and beer. Wow! After being told to leave the school, Warren instead stayed in a corner of the school, according to the report. Uh, what? Not after being arrested? Yeah, yeah. So, guess the race of Mister Warren. White. White. Okay. Let's check the chat room. Because you can see the tattoo. Oh, mm-hmm. if it was uh, if it would been Kevin Durant, I mean Kevin Garnett, black, it would have been no way yeah, to know. Yeah. Ash three classes says honky, honky. So he's going with white for sure. Uh, O'Fay. He was tired uh from a night of cross burning, colonizer, Remy oh. from Remy from higher learning. <laughs> one who was the same color as swine i didn't know i could not i couldn't do that mark Wahlberg, white 4chan white the correct answer is white he was a white person um let's do one more guess the race before we get out of here um a country boy you know how this is a uh, Townsville toddler found a nest of eggs in his backyard and took them into his bedroom only to have them hatch out a clutch of one of the world's most venomous, spe- venomous species of snakes. Oh. Cal Cummings' mother, Donna Sim, 
received the shock of her life when she went to open her three-year-old son's bedroom wardrobe on Monday. Inside was a takeaway container filled with seven squirming baby snakes, later identified to be eastern brown snakes, regarded as the world's second deadliest species behind the inland taipan. Cal had found the eggs in his yard several weeks ago and asked his mom for a container to place them into. Oh. Fortunately, Cal had clamped the lid on the container down firmly and the snakes had not yet grown large enough to push it off and escape. I was pretty shocked, particularly because I don't like snakes, said Miss Sims. Um... She and her son took the container to Billabong Sanctuary where the rangers contacted local wildlife carers to re- release the reptiles back into the wild. Because, you know, we need more dangerous poison snakes that have become used to human surroundings out in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, Kyle's older sister, Shannon Sim, 22, said that her brother loved all animals and enjoyed the following the adventures of the ones one of his heroes, survival expert Bear Grylls. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Ain't that that dude we seen the documentary was out there with the bears? No, no, that's a different that dude. dude died. That dude died. Grizzly man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he died a grizzly death too. Yes, Am I right? I'm top yeah, everybody. Really oh, my baby. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Um, yeah. It got honey on it. Cowards. <laughs> for those bears. <laughs> Kyle has since been given a stiff talking to about the dangers of picking up snakes. He's a real country boy. He was a bit sorry to see them go. He wanted to keep them. Eastern brown snakes are extremely aggressive and their venom is responsible for the most lethal snake, most lethal snake bites recorded in Australia. North Queensland Wildlife Care Reptile Coordinator Trish Prendergrass said Cal was lucky he did not get bitten. He is extremely lucky that his mother found them before he opened up the container and played with them. Otherwise, he may not be with us today. Guess the race. I think all snakes is dangerous. White? All right. What about you, chat room? Australia? That's not a race. Descendants of the Crocodile Hunter. One who attracts wet dogs in the rain because he smells just like them. Aww. The spirit of I fight crocs but lost to a stingray, Steve Irwin. <laughs> Country cracker cheddar. No black dude is fucking with anything more dangerous than a pit bull. One <laughs> 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 who is a member of the Cheese Club. Alligator hunter, duck dynasty, honey boo boo, Sunday night football, aggressive tweeting, child size clan robes. <laughs> croc hunter. <laughs> croc hunter white. We come from the land down under white dog kisser. Um, would have paid if the snakes got sick. <laughs> Australia. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Australia, that explains a light white person. The correct answer was white. It was a white person. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips. Our guest has been comedian Chris Lamberth. Make sure you check him out, man. He's on Twitter. He's at Chris Lamberth. And it ends with RTH. Um, not just a T. Chris Lamberth. And uh, he's also has a Tumblr, chrislambert.tumblr.com. Uh, this show has been sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, make sure you get anything you buy, you get a free audio play, Sunspot, which is about the end of the world. And uh, you get it for free as long as the world doesn't end. If the world ends before Sunday, you don't get shit. Mm-mm. So uh, cash in while you can, motherfucker. Um, just go to shadowdogproductions.com. Um, 
and uh don't forget check us out on the blackoutist.com don't forget to go on itunes leave us five star reviews uh the contact information the blackoutist.com slash about keep nominating people for the tippies and your favorite yes. guests your favorite uh you know random thoughts all these things and uh we're gonna have a good old-fashioned award show sometime in december i mean in january mm-hmm. um it's gonna be real fun yes it is um so i think that about does it follow us on twitter donate 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 make sure you guys take care of that um i think that's about it for now so until saturday morning we do our feedback show i love you you too baby (laughs) um okay yeah candy uh where is this song my blackbird yeah yeah okay cool As my mind runs, looking cotton candy lipstick You're right here in my room, yeah, I wish a candlelight vigil for the one You're texting pink sweatpants, hmm, and the resting No need, don't explain to me, love Cause I know how you do, but I can see us In a different way, don't blame me, cause we're not the same Sign on, switch your screen, name and misbehave So you're a playboy, you think you have kids Hopping round town with the bunnies when I'm the candy that you need, where's your sweet tooth? Heard you got it put replaced with the statue Up in near I hear she's just swell and If you wanna date a rock, you think I can't tell So you're bored, are you lost, was it worthwhile? I feel the ice cold chill in her warm smile Saw you last night, you didn't have to act foul Come and sweep me from the background Feel my palms heat up on your chest now As the night creeps into bedtime vows Married in a white t-shirt, best style Still you know that I'm the best route You deserve what you get It's called respect, you ever heard of it? I know what you're missing when you need I can find a way to make it go right Make it go right, you can make it go right Sometimes I stare at the wall And in the back of my mind I hear my conscience call I used to front something stupid Now I'm making them wait Except for you mama I'm ready I don't wanna be late Never hesitate You know it Petty cash will blow it Excuse me for imperfect Them halfway looks is worth it I watch these niggas lurking They just want my leftovers Watching locked up all day and slept over Put your, put your hair back Afro, Afro. Skipping after parties at the last show I'ma hold your hand in little Tokyo And tell you something in your ear that you shouldn't know Two jumps, but the feeling was so gone High school swag, busy fucking with clothes on Lost a couple words, joke around the reason You can wear my shirt, pretend to let you in that FIFA There was nothing like it Settle down You always hit me with my boo around It's a long walk we ain't talking though, that ratchet hole unlocking though I appreciate the offer though I'ma do it right, but later though Cause either way you gonna hate me like you say you won't Thank God for that It's called regret, you ever heard of it?